If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. If you had the Yankees defeating the Boston Red Sox, you're a loser, just like the Yankees are. The pain index through the roof in the Bronx. Welcome in 
the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Rick Porcello needed only 65 pitches for the Red Sox to go through five innings. The Yankees' strategy of trying to hit the Red Sox starter early in the count backfired as they were unable to put much pressure on Porcello at all, especially early in the game. And he he had everything, everything going for him there. Scattered four hits, gave up a couple of doubles, a couple of singles, but uh, especially the first couple innings of the game, setting the tone. And the Red Sox bullpen, the much maligned Red Sox bullpen, which has been hot garbage most of the second half of the season, was not in this particular game. Matt Barnes, who had uh, an inflated earn run average, Ryan Brazier, uh, these guys played well. Chris Sale even came out of the bullpen, pitched a perfect eighth inning until they got to the one reliable guy the Red Sox had, the one player the Red Sox knew they could count on no matter what, and that was Craig Kimbrell, who attempted to defecate all over the mound at Yankee Stadium. Right? As you figure, the Red Sox brought in Chris Sale to pitch the eighth, and he went against the Yankees' 8-9 and number one hitter, the leadoff hitter, in the lineup. And so you then figure, all right, we're going to bring in the close of the heavy lifting. And the Yankees had every opportunity, every opportunity to destroy the Red Sox party and uh, on the pain, the pain index, I mentioned this earlier. I was doing a little moonlighting on the radio in Boston. I mentioned this on the the pain index. It bears repeating. Right? Th- this is right up there because it looked like it, 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 the fan experience, right? The the experience of going to a game. You're a Yankee fan. I'm trying to see this through the prism of the Yankee fan. You thought, well, we're going to lose, we're going to lose, we're going to lose, and then the Yankees. Start coming back. You're like, well, we got a chance. We got a chance. We got a chance, right? We got a chance. We're going to come back. We're going to win the game. We got a chance. We're going to win the game. Another Bucky Dent moment for the Yankees over the Red Sox. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, right? The whole thing. And then you you had Giancarlo Stanton strike out. You had Gary Sanchez hit a fly ball to the warning track. That was, to me, the fatal blow. And then the final play of the game, the final play of the game, you had. The Red Sox make a play, Eduardo Nunez throwing the ball across the diamond to Steve Pierce, at, who was playing first at first base, and and it was like bang, bang, and they had to go to instant replay. So, like, they were kind of celebrating, but then the Yankee fans were like, maybe we still got a chance, maybe we still got a chance, and they had to go to instant replay. And it, it was like, I'm trying to think, it was like, um, what's the analogy here? Uh, what do you call you know those those performance arts groups that go out and uh, like the, the mob that starts dancing all of a sudden in the middle of a mall, which I guess was a thing a few years ago. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Trying to be you know, like a YouTube video or something like that. Remember what I'm talking? You know, yeah, like flash mob. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Like the flash mob. Like so, the Red Sox were standing around and then they got the cue from the umpire out. Flash mob. Everyone celebrate. New York, New York. The, the whole the whole thing. And so the the Red Sox are victorious, and every single thing the analytical department of the Boston Red Sox cooked up, every single move. Brock Holt had the second highest batting average in baseball Who? since September 11th. 
And the Yankees thought, well, surely we're going to see Brock Holt in the lineup. No, the Red Sox took him out of the lineup for Ian Kinsler, who actually scored a run. He drove in a run. I mean, he had a good day. Kinsler did for the Red Sox. So, And, and then the, the biggest embarrassment of all for the Yankees is that they could not, could not, not forget game four, go back to game three, Nathan Avaldi, who they don't give out the MVP award for the divisional series, but if they did, Nathan Avaldi would have to be the MVP for the Red Sox as he was dominant. But the better story is in the losing locker room. And as much as I would love to wax poetic and just go on and on all night long about all wonderful things about the Red Sox, we know the drama is on the side of the Yankees. Right? We know that. We know this to be true. That's where heads are going to roll, as they say, right? We know this because you talk about the winning and everyone wants to be part of winning and how exciting that is and it's astonishing when you win. Everyone wants to take credit. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's so, so wonderful. But the other side of that, you know, the, the old line that victory has a thousand fathers but defeat is an orphan. Well, when you're defeated in New York, it's not an orphan. All right, someone has to pay with a pound of flesh from the pinstripes side of things. And not that we're going to have breathless minute-by-minute coverage of how this is going to play out with the Yankees, but we will discuss it right now. So the question, who is the fall guy in the Bronx? Who pays the price? Who's it going to be? All right, now... I've got the boss and the bum. The boss and the bum. We'll tie this together. Now, number one, we start in the dugout because that's the easiest move to make. That is the no-brainer, easy move, simple, just add a little bit of water. It's, it's the hamburger helper version of correcting a, a bad situation. Right? It is. So so the Yankees lose, and there are several absurd things that went sideways for the Yankees, and they involve the starting pitch. Aaron Boone, who – and I don't want to be called – well, I don't really care if I'm called a hypocrite, but I just want to point out. I I have done many a monologue how the manager does not do very much, and I truly believe that. In modern baseball, most of the heavy lifting is done by other people. Uh, they tell you who to play. They have, you, you get a printout of what pitchers to bring in in certain situations. All of that is done for you. So it's pretty much a paint-by-numbers situation when you're managing in the big leagues. Now, occasionally, occasionally in the playoffs, there's a little wiggle room where you have to make a decision. Right? You have to make a decision. And one of the big decisions that there's no computer printout, there's no, uh, I, to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong on this, I don't think there's any kind of... Uh, data that can be spat out of a computer during the game and given to the the manager on when to take out a starting pitcher. So Aaron Boone decided, I'm going to trust my guys. I am going to trust my guys. I'm going to leave these people in here, uh, Luis Severino and and CeCe Sabathia. And so he stuck with his starter a long time, and it backfired. Kaboom! Kaboom! That's the story of this series. And it's not like the Yankees did not know going in the weak link of this Yankee team was the starting pitching, but Severino and Sabathia, 
uh, got killed. They got killed. They were bad. J.A. Happ was bad. And the fact that Aaron Boone left them out there to drown with a stacked bullpen. We One thing, and I, who, who likes to see pitching changes, but the Yankees, one of their, their, their saving graces has been we have this loaded bullpen. We, uh, we've got everyone's greatest pitcher. We put them all together, and we've got this ensemble cast in the bullpen. And how did that work out? Uh, let's hear from Aaron Boone. And he uh, says, uh, hey, listen, uh, just the tip of the old cap there to those other guys. over there. He's doing that whole thing, right? Yes? One of their goals in this series was to keep us in the ballpark. They were able to do it. And credit to them for being able to hold us down and shut us down. But, I mean, in the end, you don't move on usually when you don't you can't get those enough big hits in a series. And, and they, they just outplayed us a little bit. What about your starting pitching, though? Because you had an ERA of 10.38. That's the Yankee starters' earn run average in the divisional series. And that includes Tanaka, who wasn't bad. So you, you can even take – it's worse if you take that out. But Severino got shelled. J.A. Happ in the first game wasn't good. Sabathia stunk in this game. Uh, but a lot of the focus for the Yankees all about offense, 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 offense with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and these big, lumbering, massive, Frankenstein-like home run hitters that the Yankees put up to the plate. And uh, he points out that uh, there was no margin for error here. We want to continue to get better, so we're chasing the perfect offense. You know, as a major league athlete, we're we're chasing to be the best we can be. And <clears throat> unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't good enough. And we'll continue to work at getting to that point where we're as cl- complete in every department as we can be, offensively, pitching, defense. You're always chasing. Utopia, you know, you're, we're chasing that. You're fired. Yeah. So, really, to sum this up in one sentence, the Red Sox beat the Yankees without having to beat the strength of the Yankees. Right? It's if you go against a weakness, like a boxer, right? If you go in to a boxing match and you know what your opponent's strength is and you know what your their weakness is, and they never show their strength in the in the fight, that's essentially what happened here in. In several of these games, the Red Sox delivered the knockout blow, and they played from ahead. They had an 800 winning percentage in the year when they scored first, and they scored first in in these games, and they just were a great front runner. So what are the chances that Mr. Boone, Aaron Boone, is fired? It's actually not that high. It's not as high as it should be. I'm only going 2%. I believe there's only a 2% chance that Aaron Boone gets fired. Remember, these aren't your daddy or, if you're really young, your granddaddy's Yankees. These are the modern-day Yankees. The sequel, meaning the son, uh, not the equal. The Steinbrenner spawn, who are in charge now, uh, they don't have the same fire that the boss had. Right, The boss, if George Steinbrenner, the old owner, if he was in charge and around, he would have already cleaned out Aaron Boone's office. They would have put they put have put all this stuff in a little box, and they said goodbye, see you later. It's not 1987 anymore. And Aaron Boone is a good soldier, right? He's a mouthpiece for Brian Cashman and his, as Goose Gossage says, his army of nerds. And so that'll buy him some more time. They'll blame other people. It's Aaron Boone's first year. So well, I'll give him more time. He's learning on the job. Blah 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 blah. Number two, 
What are the Yankees going to do? If you don't fire Aaron Boone, all right, if there's a 98% chance that Aaron Boone continues as the manager, what's the move here? What is the move? The move is to overcompensate and to fix the atrocity that was the starting pitching in this series. Now, CC Sabathia, the only time he will ever wear a Yankee uniform again is on an old-timer's day. That's when he will wear a Yankee uniform again, and that's it. Uh, Severino, I wouldn't put it past the Yankees to get rid of Severino. See, that could be the surprise plot twist. Uh, Luis Severino to be traded, and you could say, hey, he's young and talented, but he can't handle the big moment. He can't handle what it means to be a Yankee. Right? They could get rid of him. And there's going to be other overcompensation. Get the X factor. Go out and make the move to give you that signature front of the rotation starter. There's one person in particular who's wearing a Dodger uniform right now that has to be smiling. That's Clayton Kershaw. He's He has a chance to opt out of his contract. Now, if I'm the Dodgers, I don't have a problem with him leaving, but that's the kind of guy the Yankees could go out and say, hey, we can get Clayton Kershaw, and he'll, he'll check a lot of boxes. We can bring him in. That's the way to go. The other name to keep an eye on is the Mad Bum. The Giants, the Gigantes have been bad for several years, and Madison Bumgarner has been hurt the last couple of years, and there has to be a divorce. There has to be a separation from the core of that World Series team. That, that team has, has played out, the team that won the World Series in, in the Bay Area all those times, and, and Bumgarner's got, I think, one year left, I want to say, in his contract, and he's going to be a free agent. So it's the kind of move where the Yankees could trade several of their young players. They have a war chest of minor league players. They can trade some of those players to the Giants. It's a, it's a win-win, right? You, you get Bumgarner for a year, see how he handles New York, you can pay him a gazillion dollars, and you just have to give up some minor league players to the Giants. Now, the last thing, like the Yankees are going to make a big move. They're not unlikely to fire Aaron Boone, but they're going to make a big move. The other option they have is to say, well, the pitching's not great, so we're just going to fatten up the offense and bring in Manny Machado, I don't know where he would play, uh, who's a free agent from the Dodgers, or Bryce Harper. And, you know, and, and so where, where the hell is he going to play? You'd have to move some things around to make that happen. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. What do you think about all that? 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Well, Ben, as I accurately predicted, the Red Sox are moving on. My baseball expertise shine through once again. But the big picture is we yes. are one step closer <laughs> to, to Maller Mageddon. The doomsday prophecy. Red Sox Dodgers. <laughs> we are we are a step closer. Uh, I told you, Eddie. I, I think there's very little chance that this is avoided. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen, Big Ben. No? You think the Brewers are going to beat the Dodgers? No, Astros, Dodgers. Oh, the Astros. I hope it's the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox would be an easier matchup oh, for the Dodgers. Oh, Roberto wants you in pain. That's your buddy right yeah, there. Yeah, wants my agony there. That's what he wants. The Dodgers are going to win. If they, it'll be easier if they play the Red Sox, I believe. See, what you're doing here is you're making a mistake. The Astros are being overvalued. You don't realize how bad the Cleveland Indians are. Okay, That's true. Let's see. That's the, a great the, point. The Red Sox are a much better team than the Cleveland Indians, and the Red Sox will have home field advantage, right? Yeah. They have home field advantage, so you throw that out there. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter now because those are the top two. But then they have David Price. David Price got to step up his game. If not, then oh, I, that was my big talking point on the Red Sox review show. There, uh, I said, if I'm the Red Sox, 
I would consider, I, they probably won't do it, but I would put Evaldi in ahead of Price. I would go sale in the ALCS, I would go sale Porcello, Evaldi, and hope you can avoid Price. I would push, yes. I would push David Price back as far as I possibly can to avoid another nerve-wracking. He's worse than Kershaw in the playoffs. Uh, much worse. Much worse. I thought you might give David Price one of your patented Maller pep talks because no, no, it no, works no. so well for the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, he's beyond pep talk. Is, is that yeah, right? There's no help for his pep talk. No, not at all. <laughs> it's over. Dunskis on that. Ixnay on the Price A. There's another one. Price can opt out of his contract. Yeah, he's not going to do that, though. He's going to opt in and then demand a trade or force. The Red Sox, you only have to demand a trade. The Red Sox just say, where do you want to go? We'll trade your ass. <laughs> New York. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take your calls. If you would like to be part, 877, there's a lot to talk about. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. Uh, of course. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, I know we're supposed to talk about football and not the drama, but how about baseball? We can talk about the drama in baseball one of the core players over recent years for the Yankees has directed all of his venom at one person in particular. One person in particular. We will get to that. I think we even have some audio on this. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Hey, it's Ben Maller here. Discover Card believes anniversary should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why they think annual fees are ridiculous. And now, just for giving them a try, listen to this. Discover will give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, they're going to match dollar for dollar all the cash back you've earned. Dollar for dollar. No caps, no catches. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Only for new card members. Limitations apply. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So the Red Sox have moved on to play the Astros. That starts on Saturday at Fenway. The Red Sox... We'll have home field advantage. They had a better record. These are the top two teams record-wise in baseball. So that means the winner of the National League will have an advantage because they only have to beat one of them. They don't have to beat both of them. So uh, the Dodgers and Brewers, whoever wins, you don't have to beat both the Astros and Red Sox. They're going to beat each other up, and then the the winner of that series will play in the World Series. So uh, let, let's go to the audio tape, though, in the Yankee clubhouse. See See Sabathia in his final start as a Yankee determined why he was not effective, why he was bad in a start the Yankees needed. Uh, he had to take his frustration out. He was about to have an aneurysm after the game. Sabathia gave up three runs in three innings. It's lucky he only gave up that many. Five hits in his performance there. He was shaky from the very beginning. Very shaky there. The five walks, a couple of or, or two walks, five hits. So seven, uh, seven base runners in three innings. Listen to Sabathia though. He was very unhappy with the work of the referee. I do need to say this though. I don't think Angel Hernandez should be umping uh, playoff games. He's absolutely terrible. He's terrible behind the plate today. He's terrible at first base. It's amazing that how he's getting a job to pitch in, to play in these 
to umpire in these in these playoff games. What, what did you say, say to him, him in the first game? Yeah. Well, that's just a conversation for us, but he's, he's, he shouldn't be anywhere near a playoff game. Is that sentiment shared by many of your teammates? Everybody, I think. Everybody. I think if you go ask them on the other side, too. CC, was it was his strike zone tonight? Uh, it's always. Yeah. It's always. He's, he's bad. I don't understand why he's doing these games. Yeah. All right. Now, that's a guy that it's upset. Uh, you know, he's very unhappy. Hold on a second. Angel what? Hernandez did a yeah. bad job? No, but here's here's why I don't. I don't listen, <laughs> Angel Hernandez is not a good umpire, but no, he's not. here's why this is just an excuse. Right? It's, the, it's the old, hey, blame the umpire, blame the official excuse. Well, last time I checked, he was calling balls and strikes for the other team, too. Yes? No, not just that. Uh, the number, and I saw this, somebody sent me this earlier. In CeCe Sabathia's career, he had made four starts with Angel Hernandez as the home plate umpire. And in, this is in his career, which goes back a million years. And in those four starts, CeCe Sabathia had a 1.45 earned run average, 18 strikeouts, and five walks in 31 innings of baseball. So, but imagine how could it have it would have been if Angel <laughs> Hernandez was not the umpire, Ben. <laughs> oh, be much better. I mean, how do you get better than that though? In his career, so, some of the Red Sox people were like, "Oh, we're screwed." Angel Hernandez is going to get the directive to make sure this game go or this series goes to five games to get that extra game, that extra night on Thursday, and and have you know game five, winner take all, Yankees and Red Sox. No, that's. Do you think that's why the the Yankees lost because of Angel Hernandez, and that's why Sabathia was bad? No, I mean, I, I, Angel Hernandez is is, is um, it's amazing he's kept his job in any every business I've been in in radio. If you sue the company, you never work for the company again. But in baseball, because I guess the union set up, right? That's that's what we understand. He can continue on as an umpire. It's crazy. Bizarro world. All right, we'll take a bunch of these calls. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Also, a Ben Mather Show follow-up. We'll title this one Fight Club. Ben Mather Show follow-up. We'll call it Fight Club. We'll get to that. But right now, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia on Fox giving you the inside skinny. Eddie. And, of course, Ben, we start with Game 4 of the American League Division Series where the Red Sox were taking on the Yankees in New York. A must-win for the Bronx Bombers, a win for Boston, and they would move on to the American League Championship Series. Now, Boston had a 4-1 lead in the ninth. New York would score twice to make it a one-run game, then had runners at first and second for Glaber Torres. Peeking in for a sign. Now straightens up. Runners off first and second. The 1-2. Swung on, tapped down to third, slowly hit, charging his Nunez. He fires to first, stretch, got him! What a play by Pierce! And the Red Sox have won the division series against the Yankees. However, Aaron Boone might challenge this call. WEI Red Sox Radio Network on the call. Indeed, Boone did challenge, but the call was upheld. The out was correct, and the Red Sox hold on for the 4-3 win. Eventually, a World Series is going to end like this, and you're, everyone loves it. The play-by-play broadcaster's dream is a World Series final call that yes. gets played for generations. That's right. And in this one, it's, oh, wait a minute, they're going to review. That'll be how the final yes. call of the World Series it, will end. It's yeah. life as a sports fan and as an announcer yeah. with the world of review. You can't really yeah. celebrate until after they've reviewed it. Now, the Red Sox have won a bunch of big games over the last 20 years, but think about some hotshot young bro- – like the Brewers. Now, Euchre does the games, so they got other guy who's pretty good. I don't know his name. He does the Brewer games on the radio. Like if the Brewers won, it'd be a big moment for the Brewers, and then it might be a replay. Sucks. 
I agree. Yeah, right. But Boston does get the win. They take the series three games to one and on to Houston. Well, actually, it's on to Boston where they'll take on the Houston yeah. Astros. That starts on Saturday in the American League Championship could Series. Could be some bad seafood for those Astro players. I wouldn't go out in Boston, boys. Look out for Blind <laughs> Scott. He could be coming to a hotel near you. A couple of notes from the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars signed free agent running back Jamal Charles to a one-year deal. This is because they are hurting at running back with injuries to Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon. This just in, Eddie. They're still hurting at running back. Yeah. yeah. A Washington Redskins veteran running back Adrian Peterson suffered a dislocated shoulder Monday night. He will play in the team's next game against Carolina. Another 30 this, yards for him. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see that Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown faces a couple of lawsuits from an April incident in which Brown allegedly yelled at security guards and threw items off of a balcony at the apartment that he was living in. Both the lawsuits are for damages in excess of $15,000. The guardian of a two-year-old boy is suing Brown for intentional infliction of emotional distress and assault. This is after uh, Antonio Brown apparently threw a couple of vases, an ottoman, and other furniture off of a balcony. No, not just a balcony, though. You're, you're telling part of the story. It was the 14th, 14th floor. 14th floor, yes. Can you imagine throwing an ottoman no, off the 14th no. floor of a building? <laughs> that, oh my that's, God. Yes, that doesn't seem very I, safe. I, I had an apartment one time on the 12th floor of a building, and I wouldn't even go near the window because I thought, oh, I don't want to get any clothes. I might fall out. I'm dead. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine throwing stuff out the window. Yeah. Now, apparently, Brown was upset because the place he was staying in was robbed, and he claimed that the uh, security was at fault. Yeah. And so he was throwing a hissy fit, throwing allegedly throwing this stuff over the balcony, so he's being sued by the grandfather of the child. They say the child has uh, experienced yeah. anxiety and trouble sleeping because of the incident, and also the owner of the condo that Brown was leasing is suing him for damages and breach All of right. apartment so, so agreement. I'm going to break this down. I think this is worthy of a monologue later. Ooh. So on my list, I like this story. I love legal stories, Eddie. You know that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a practicing lawyer on radio for years. I've been practicing law here late at night. So I, I, there's a lot to that story to unpack. So I, I think we should dig deeper into that because I believe one of those lawsuits is frivolous. The other one has some, some meat to it. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk more later. It is the, right. the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Daryl from the Peanut Gallery writes in. Daryl says, Clayton Manning, he says. He did that, Clayton Manning. He says, Clayton Manning will never pitch in New York, uh, Daryl says. Uh-oh. The guy firmly grabbed his neck and choked in the postseason in L.A., uh, there is no way in hell, Daryl says, he's yelling, so I have to yell, that he'll sign uh, with those fans in the media in New York. He loves, he says, Kershaw loves the softballs he's lobbed by the L.A. media. No Kershaw in New York. Be careful, Daryl, because I'm going to save this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to click a like button there. You'll probably delete it, but I'll save this. Just uh, file that one away. <laughs> file that one away. Let's see, because... Uh, you never know. They said the same thing about David Price will never go to Boston or New York because he can't handle the big city. And sure enough, well, they were right. He couldn't handle the big city or the pressure situation. But they they also – he got a ton of money. So that's that's the dealio on that. All right. So let's say hello. Where shall we go here? Let's go to Matt on the Cape, who's up first here on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Matt. He's up all night. He's up all day. He's up every every time. Every time of the day, this guy's awake. Greetings from Las Vegas, Nevada. There you go. Living the life. This is the first time in the history of the Ben Mallow Show that I could say good evening, Ben. Good evening, yes. You're stuck on the because, Pacific time zone. You know, I always talk to you in the morning when it's not morning. Yeah. Does so the, this is a good thing. Does the show sound, good does the show sound better 
it, it, uh, it's it's it pops so much more. Yeah, in the PM, uh, it's unbelievable. Now, now, why if you're in Vegas, why the hell are you calling me? Shouldn't you be out enjoying the wonderful debauchery that Las Vegas offers? I am at McCarran waiting for my wife to get off the plane. Ah, and then the debauchery will get cranked up. And then, True. Yeah. Okay. It was it was that was those damage control maneuver as well uh, to fly the wife in. Oh, is so that I'm, to, a, I'm, to I'm, avoid, I'm yeah. a fraud. I'm a fraud, Ben. I was supposed to be coming to the studios in I, California. I know, I know. You you and, you had billboard that. You had told us we were looking forward to, to hanging out with you. I'm a fraud. And that's, you're not that's coming. That's all it is to it. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, to that, it, what, well, honestly, what happened to that other guy that's walking across? The, isn't he supposed to come here? What happened to him? <sighs> Nothing? That's the rumor, but I didn't yeah. see him along uh, I-40 anywhere, I can tell you that. That's right. It was supposed to be kind of around this time, right? Maybe, no, no. I think he's coming when Eddie leaves. Eddie's leaving the country. We're kicking him out of the country. October uh, 16th? Is that when you're going to be gone, Eddie? Is it next week? That is week? correct, yes. Next week? Yep, one week from today. Wow. Okay, so yeah, that's the 16th. Yeah, that, say, that's when he's going to come. I will say we are already up on the gambling front. Betting on sports or betting on the tables? No, we're on the table. We're on the roulette wheel. All right. What's your strategy? Red, black, or numbers? What do you do here? What's your move? First time I've ever done it, I threw fifty dollars down on thirteen and it hit. Really? Do you walk away was, after that? Is that I it? walk right. I got right move. up to the room. It's a good move. Now there, See you later. there's a technique that you. It's a foolproof technique at roulette, but you will get kicked out of the casino. You have to have a big payroll. You'll get kicked out of the casino, but you'll win money. Uh, and it, it involves, uh, you have to pick, I think it's odd, even, red or black, and but you have to double your bet. So you have to have a big enough bankroll. And then when you win, not that you should ever do this because it's wrong, but when you win, you then go back to your original bet and start the process over. And slowly and surely, you will build up a massive bankroll, or so I'm told. Not that I would ever do that because it's immoral and it's wrong, and it hurts the casino. Uh, you would never do that. No, no, I should not do that. I I will be listening anxiously for your pick of the Giants Eagles game. Well, that, that'll you know, be later I'll, later in the the week of tomorrow, of course, will be. Uh, I'll be here. Uh, I'll right. be here till Friday. All right, things are going very well for the Giants, by the way. Yeah, Fini- they, are. They, are, they are. They are. They are. To quote their coach, Finito, the Giants. Their season is Finito. Yeah, they are one game behind the Cleveland Browns, and I'll leave it at that. Go Finito, up. done. Yeah, done. That's it. Exactly. Let's Thank talk God football, not drama. All right, man. Go, go up to uh, Old Vegas. That's where you need. That's where the, the real degenerates are in Vegas. All right. Go walk around uh, Old Vegas, right around the plaza. All right. Let's talk football, not drama. And remember, the most depressing place I've ever been in Vegas is right outside, down the street, like a half a block from the Plaza Hotel, where there's a Greyhound station, Greyhound bus terminal, and you go there around three in the morning, and man, is that depressing. That is just, boy, is that, people have nothing. They're getting on a bus, leaving Vegas. They left everything in Vegas. It's just (laughs) brutal. It's absolutely brutal. All right, we'll press on. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. How about Fight Club, a Ben Maller Show follow-up? Remember that story we talked about uh, within the last uh, month or so? I think it was a little over a month. There was a physical altercation in the Fox Sports Detroit broadcast booth the Tigers broadcasters, Rod Allen and Mario Impemba, got into a dust-up. 
They went at it during the game. There was a fight during the game. Well, we now know, as the late, great radio broadcaster, the Hall of Famer, Paul Harvey, said back in his day, we now know the rest of the story. The Detroit Tigers have announced that they have declined to bring back Mario Impemba and Rod Allen. They are both out. They are done. They're finito. They're out of here. See you later as Tiger broadcasters. Impemba had been the Tiger play-by-play broadcaster since 2002. And Rod Allen had been with the team as a commentator since 2003. They are both gone. Outskis. So, wow, what a price to pay. See, the Tigers, what they should have done is just figured out who started the fight and then got rid of that guy. But I guess they just said, we're going to get rid of both. You've embarrassed the team, God forbid you get rid of the players, the real embarrassment in Detroit, the team the team on the field, so they're going to get rid of the broadcast. So, good luck. Will, will either one of these guys work again? Mario and Pemba did Angel Games years ago on the radio. Uh, is that it? Is he done as a broadcaster? Well, you know those jobs are hard to come by. They are. Because people hold on to them forever. Yeah. yeah. Guys in their 80s and 90s doing games. That's, on why, that's why I don't feel sorry for them. I mean, you got to be smarter with those jobs. You can have those jobs forever. You can't get in a stupid fight over a chair or well, whatever well, it was. Well, what if, <laughs> what if uh, he was punched first? What if uh, Rod Allen, I don't know, uh, there's different versions of the story. What if Allen punched him? Work, punched work him? it out like adults. Yeah, but if you're punched, Eddie, as a man with machismo, I'm pretty like, sure there were there were things that led up to it. It wasn't like he just started throwing punches. You know, the like Allen just all of a sudden is like, all right, you know what? Uh, I just want to punch you. I'm pretty sure that's that's not. I don't like that yeah. stat you gave. No, so I'm just gonna it was, they said it was a chair, right? They said it was, yeah, it was like over sort a of a chair. chair. Yeah, well, it was a comfortable chair, though, Eddie. Yeah, it's yeah, a good chair. It's a good reason to lose yeah. your job. There you go. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. Are you there? Hey, that's an opening, Eddie. No, keep going. You can be the new voice of Detroit Tiger baseball. Move to the Motor City called Bad Tiger Games. Does that interest you at all, Eddie? No. Yeah. You can contact me if they're interested. Got a good job. But I consider it. Motor When's City the last kid. time you did a play-by-play? Uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. Sure. Yeah. You're in, it's you're, like riding a bike. You're in your prime. It's riding a bike. There's nothing wrong. I could do that. Give like, me a little that? sample. Eddie. <laughs> Come you on. Pay good money. Come on. You got to pay good money for that. Eh? Uh, no, because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to say something. These dopes are going to. No, it would never yeah. happen. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, all I do is my Ross Porter impersonation. Let's play baseball trivia. That's all I do. I just, that's all I do. Come now, on. what if yeah. they said you had you could take the job, but yeah. you have to do it in the Ross Porter voice? Oh, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I could absolutely do that. Yes. I could do a Ross Porter impersonation. I worked with him for years. Oh, yes. I love it. All right, we'll move on. Time now for the inst- He's an old Dodger broadcaster. That I saw her boobs. Yeah. Now I'm a believer. You don't know who Ross Porter is because he's like this old guy radio. He was a Dodger broadcaster for like 30 years, but he hasn't been a broadcaster for probably 15 years now. All right, anyway, here's the instant trivia. Blank is the NBA player that has seen the biggest raise, NBA player that has seen the biggest raise from year to year in salary over the past 20 years. Right? His salary went up 94% from one year to the next. That's pretty good, right? That's the instant trivia. The answer next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie! 
And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So time now for the the Who Am I game. Maybe we'll just do two Who Am I games. Here it is. Uh, I am the NBA player that has seen the biggest raise from year to year over the past 20 seasons. My salary rose over 94% uh, from year to year. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Van uh, is going with Uwe Blob. The Real Martin says, I have no idea, Benji. Ed from Spokane says, the guy from Beaver Dam. John Wayne Gacy from Will. Who else do we have? Chocolate Thunder. Daryl Dawkins from the Midnight Walker. Frank in L.A., who sent me what I think is going to be the Who Am I game for tomorrow, went with Rafe LaFrance as his answer. Scrooge McDuck from Mike in Kansas City. Who else do we have? Uh, Alex Spanos from Mr. Nice Guy. Very, uh, very funny. Unless it's not. Uh, let's see. Mike from the LBC is going with Timothy Mozgov. Tom Gugliotta from Lamont. Always fun to say Tom Gugliotta's name. You flash back to when you were a toddler. It's a fun name to say. Uh, who else do we have? Taylor Swift from The Little Troller. Lance Stevenson from Ivinson. Eddie, do you have an answer? It's not Chef Boyardee, guessed by Cardiac Stanley. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Scott Brocious. Scott, is it Scott Brocious? Uh, no. Uh, from the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Last season, he was the lowest-paid player on Denver. He signed a contract. His his raise, he got a raise of $23,995,000 from last year, and he's now making over $25 million. Over $25 million. Just want to point out. The Nuggets lost to the Clippers, who had the top record in the exhibition season. The Clippers. It's an indicator. It's a harbinger of, <sighs> harbinger of things What's to come. What's wrong with the Clippers? 4-0. Nothing. Nothing. The only Garbage. other team that went 4-0 in the exhibition season, the Utah Jazz. So, Clippers and Jazz, Western Finals, book it. Book it. The Lakers one and three. There's only one team in the West that had a worse record. <laughs> it's the Pelicans. That's right. There you go. Lakers have another game to play, but only one win. Very embarrassing. All right, well, let's get to it. Here we go. It's hockey season somewhere, and uh, no baseball, so we'll do the NHL puckum. Well, there is a problem, Ben. There's no problem. There's only three games. Doesn't matter. There's no games in baseball. So we can so do it. somebody's not going to have a goalie? Well, no. Each team has two goalies in. Okay. Or each team has a goalie. Right? There's, th- there's three games, right? That means let's do the math on that. So three six games. There's right. six goalies, right. right? Yes, there are. Would you like to apologize? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, who's going first here, Kubalu? Who was the winner yesterday? That would be Roberto. Mr. Yeah! Hockey. All right. Hurry Wayne up. Simmons. All right. Wayne Simmons. <laughs> All right. Eddie. We gotta go quick. Let's go with John Gibson. All right, Kubalu. I will go with Malcolm Subban. All right, Alex Ovechkin and uh, Braden Holtby. Done. There you go, Coop. Um, I will go with. Hurry up. Uh, Patrick. Hurry up. No crap. I don't know. Patrick. No Br- crap. Okay, uh, Eddie. Uh, T.J. Oshie. Roberto. Jonathan Marshall. Okay. <laughs> One more. Hurry up. And Andre. Mark Andre Fleury. Hurry up, Eddie. Claude Giroux. Coop. Thomas Shabbat. William Carlson. This is the Carlson. worst ever. Carlson. Worst ever. I, ca- I got Carlson. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What can Brown do for you? Well, two lawsuits. That would, that's what Brown can do for you. Two lawsuits. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. That's all you have to do. So the, the big story here is the Red Sox victorious. They beat the Yankees. It came down to an instant replay call at the end of the, the ninth inning there. Went the way of the Red Sox, and so eliminate the Yankees from your bracket. If you had the Yankees winning and doing exceptional things in the postseason, uh, some people uh, picking the Yankees to sweep the Red Sox, well, uh, didn't work out so well. The exhausting Yankee season has come to an end. The next time you'll see the pinstripes will be at the winter meetings when they're adding some massive pitcher to their rotation, and they will – then play again in spring training in the Grapefruit League. They are done. They are gone. But the story I would like to address here, as the Astros and Red Sox play for the American League, the Dodgers and Brewers in the National League, there's a football story here. And you know, traditionally this is kind of a slow point in the week. We, we build up to the crescendo Tuesday was an off day for pretty much everybody, right, in the NFL. And so it gets cranked up again on Wednesday. But there are are very few things that can break up the monotony of an NFL season better than a nice lawsuit, right? And good news here, really good news, because Antonio Brown has helped out the content machine on the show. Uh, He has absolutely done that. And if you were not listening earlier, maybe you just turned the radio on, the Pittsburgh Steelers star Antonio Brown facing not one but two lawsuits from something that happened way back in April, but it's the first we've heard about it. And so it's new to us, and we need to talk about it. Now, Antonio Brown allegedly yelled at security. He threw items from inside a apartment complex off a balcony, and he's facing two lawsuits for damages in excess of $15,000, also attorney fees, and interest, and interest. So let's get into this. Now, there's a lot to to unpack uh, with Antonio Brown and these lawsuits. Uh, the first part is this, this guardian of a, a two-year-old toddler. He's involved in one of the lawsuits claiming that Brown gave intentional infliction of emotional distress and assault because of a bunch of crap, including an ottoman that he tossed off the 14th floor of the condo building that nearly hit the child. This according to the court papers that were filed in Miami. The, the child uh, was with his grandfather at the time. It was in the pool area. You know, those nice Miami's got a ton of those. A lot of them are vacant, though. Those are condo buildings in Miami, and this one happened to be a luxury condo building, and the kid was there by the pool. And uh, look, it's raining Ottomans. It's raining uh, vases. Look at that. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there, there were a bunch of pieces of furniture, a couple of vases, the Ottoman, as I mentioned, 
and it allegedly fell close to these people, and they're claiming the child had experienced anxiety, trouble sleeping, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, meanwhile, the owner of the multi-million dollar condo which Antonio Brown was hanging out in, he also filed a lawsuit. He claimed that Antonio Brown had essentially vandalized the condo that he was renting uh, and, and, and violated the agreement. And it turned out that Antonio Brown was the one that called the police. He was upset. He was the one that was agitated, uh, very upset at security, claiming that he was the victim of a crime, that uh, $80,000 and a gun were taken in this incident, and he blamed the security. Uh, He thought they set him up, and uh, he was very upset. There's uh, different versions of that part of the story, but let's get to it. Let's cut to the chase. All right, what do you make? of Antonio Brown and his latest legal kerfluffle. All right, what do you make of this here for Antonio Brown? Now, I have my perspective. You've got the whammy, the throwback, and the bullseye. All right, the whammy, the throwback, and the bullseye, and we will link all of these together. Now, for the casual observer, a lot of people say, well, this is the Madden jinx. This is not the Madden cover jinx. That's it, right? This, This is not that at all. Now, why is Antonio Brown in hot water? It's not because he was on the cover of Madden. Antonio Brown is facing this litigation because of the hex of the big contract. It is the blessing and the curse. Now, what do I mean by that? I I mean by that, that as a public figure, as a well-known public figure with contract details a click away, just a, a brief internet search away, from finding out Antonio Brown's got a $68 million contract in Pittsburgh. That is the whammy. All right. So now he shouldn't have done what he's alleged to have, have done, obviously. I mean, listen, he if he did this, he's a moron. What are you doing? You gotta control your temper. I'm not saying you don't throw a, a vase against the wall, but you don't throw it out the window of a 14-story building. It's the equivalent. I've seen these videos uh, you know, some some parts of the world on a wedding, they'll They'll shoot guns off right over their heads. What was that stupid too? The bullet's going to come back down somewhere, moron. I mean, what are you? What are you thinking? Uh, anyway, so the the whammy is that Antonio Brown's got a sixty-eight million dollar contract. I'm relatively confident. I don't think you'll disagree with me on this. That if Antonio Brown was uh, Joe the plumber or Joe the sanitation worker, and let's say he was making forty thousand dollars a year. Uh, would these lawsuits have happened? I, I would say no. I would think that most likely that's not the case. You can't get blood out of a stone, right? And Antonio Brown has money. People know he has money. If he had no money, it would be pointless to sue Antonio Brown because he wouldn't get anything out of him. Now, the biggest revelation, this is Part B, the biggest revelation from this story is that Antonio Brown is so hot under the collar it was so this was so upsetting to him what happened that he snapped right everyone's got their tipping point maybe yours is further along than mine or vice versa but brown was accused of throwing all these things in the apartment and out of the apartment he broke a a, a coffee table made out of glass uh, he threw some objects as i mentioned off the 14th floor balcony I man who does that like seriously People do that. You're like, what's wrong? Our friend Blind Scott, who needs to go to anger management. Not that I think that works very well, but but so be it. 
I sit down when I pee. The landlord claims the apartment was in shambles. The mirrors were smashed. The tables were destroyed. There were holes and damages to the walls. Countertops were lifted off the deck. Uh, and it was a furnished condo, and they had leather couches, those you know, really expensive, like $5,000 leather couches. They had some of those in there and the, the love seats and all that, and they, they were burn holes from uh, cigarettes. Um, magic markers, black magic markers were used on the, on the leather sofas, according to the lawsuit. See, that's hard to disprove. Now, you might say I didn't do it, but there's got to be physical evidence or photographs of the damage. So somebody did it, whether it's Antonio Brown or not. You can say, well, it did happen. And then a Ben Mather show investigation. So I was like, I remember some backstory. My memory was hazy. There was something about Antonio Brown back in the day, and I couldn't put my finger on it, so I did a little investigation. And sure enough, there it was. It saw the light of day. Now, as an NFL player, Antonio Brown has mostly been drama-free. It's all been about football. It's not about drama. He's been mostly drama-free in the NFL. You know, he's had some incidents where he's, he's had some amazing dances and things like that, and there's been some, some alimony issues uh, with the, uh, the ladies. Uh, there's been some things like that. But I'm talking about legal situations involving law enforcement and lawsuits and things like that. So I went back and I looked. And sure enough, when he was a young up-and-coming receiver, he had a scholarship to play at Florida International University. Now, you might say Florida International University, not that big a deal. But Antonio Brown's like a Miami guy. right? That he could, could have stayed home. It would have been a nice opportunity for him there. He had always dominated back in the day. He's from uh, my, he went to high school in, uh, in Miami and all that. So he could have really done well playing for a school which is in the area, and then he had to go off to Michigan, Michigan, to go play college football. He ended up playing at Central Michigan. Well, one of the reasons that he did not end up going to Florida International, he was expelled. Now, listen to these details carefully. He was expelled because of an altercation with a security guard. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Sounds like deja vu to me, and I'm not talking about the the, the ballet there. That's uh, That sounds interesting. Uh, Brown appears to have a very short fuse, and that could be why he's so good, but he came unglued, if you believe these lawsuits, which often are a version of the truth, but not the whole truth. Remember the key thing, if you've ever studied the law, when it comes to lawsuits, there's the version of the, the litigating party, the one that are pressing the lawsuit, usually kind of hyped up. There's that version. There's Antonio Brown's version, which is to deny everything, and then there's the truth, right? So somewhere in the middle, right, there's three sides to the story. There's the side of the people suing. There's the side of the people saying, I didn't do it, and then the truth is somewhere in the middle. Uh, that's usually how that happens. Now, the parting shot on this, Antonio Brown has plenty of cash. This is not anything to worry about. He can write a check, and, and he can make this all go away. He can have it vanish, right? But you wonder... How many other of these situations have popped up? Are there other skirmishes that have gone so far unreported? And we know that he is a target. He's a person of interest because of how much money he has, right? He's got a bullseye on his back each year. And this is the stat. I love to bring this up when we talk about lawsuits. Every year there are approximately 80,000 people that take the bar exam to become lawyers. 
And out of those 80,000, roughly 60,000 of them pass the bar and become lawyers. So that means every year we get 60,000 more lawyers in just in the United States, 60,000 more lawyers. Uh, now, not all of them practice law. Some people just pass the bar exam. They take the bar exam just to say we did it. You know, we, they don't actually plan to open a practice. But a lot of them do. And there's not enough cases out there. So when you get somebody like Antonio Brown who's got a lot of money, that is seen as an ATM machine. It's just like Floyd Mayweather looks at the public when he wants to fight Manny Pacquiao again. He's like, I need some cash. Let me go to my ATM machine. I'm going to have another uh, sham fight, and I'll get people to pay for it. And people will pay for it. So anyway, all right, the, the, the one lawsuit that's got some legs here, the, the one with the the person that was the the tenant, or not the tenant, the the landlord, that's got some juice to it because there's physical evidence. There's a contract that you can say was violated. The other one smells like a reach. I, I mean, it sounds like the grandpa's like, hey, I this was traumatic for me, and I'm going to try to get some money because a lot of two-year-olds have problems sleeping. How do you know the two-year-old has problems sleeping because of this and not because of something else? How do you know that? How can you, how, more importantly, how can you prove that? Are you going to bring in a bunch of psychologists and all that and go through the whole thing? We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Antonio Brown fan Garcia. I'm a big fan of his uh, on-the-field work, not so much his off-the-field work. Have but. you ever thrown anything off a building? Uh, I've thrown something onto a building, but uh, never, never, never anything off of a building, no. Well, n- Ooh. No. Well, I'm tr- no, I'm trying to think, like, what's going on here, Eddie? Eddie? would you like to have a come to Jesus moment? Oh, well, like, yeah. we were in high school, we were idiots, we yeah. would jump off of, a, of, a, of the roof into the pool, and maybe yeah. there could, could have been something thrown into the yeah. pool, maybe, but, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, David Letterman used to have this bit, Oh, yes. And he would throw s- random stuff off the top of a, a building. Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. And I, it was you always wondered, like, what's it going to look like when it hits the ground? And and it it often would would disappoint, but sometimes it wouldn't. You know, you throw like you know a tub of lard off a, a you know seven story building just to see what happened. It was awesome. So I might or might not have thrown some water balloons and things like that just to see what happened off the side of a, <laughs> but but never never more than like two or three stories. I never went more than that because I didn't it, have access to anything. No. If I had access, I probably would have done it. But I, you know, they talk about this kid having you know emotional distress. Yes. And whatnot. Do you what like how old were you when you recall like your first memory? Uh, that's a good question. We've had we've talked about this. I, I I think the first thing I vaguely remember I was like five years old. Yeah, me too. Around yeah, five in around kindergarten. Five. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything else, you know, my parents could have beat my ass every day. I wouldn't remember. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I mean, they know. probably did. I deserved it. Yes, but uh, yeah, the the first memory I have is about five years old or so. Yeah, so you're saying I'm saying the two year old's probably not going to get a lot of emotional uh, right. distress out of this. Well, but no, the new psychology is that everything that happens, you, you know, it's it it yeah. comes out of you later, Eddie. That's oh, really? So the, well, they I, they say that I I read that on the internet. I don't know. That's true. So this guy's going to like lose a job, you know, when he, and he's like 30s, he's going to be like a damn Ottoman. Yes. If Antonio yep. Brown that, that had not year, thrown the Ottoman, Antonio, I'd have a job. What is Antonio Brown, 30? So this guy will be 32, Antonio Brown will be 62, and he'll be suing Antonio Brown because of something that happened when he was two years old. He'll sue him again. Be like, I, my life is, uh, I'm a failure because of you. Uh, how dare you, Antonio Brown? Makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. 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 
All right. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. It's great getting porn, I'm telling you. All right. To the phones we go, and let's go to Seattle. We haven't heard from this guy in a while. Brent in Seattle. Hello, Brent. It's great talking to you. Uh, sometimes you uh, fill in for a softy mauler in Seattle, I think. But I don't like the Yankees at all. Hold on a sec. Only once have I done that. I filled in for softy mauler or mauler. Uh, one time, it was Maller from Mahler. Brian Cashman. Yeah. He's been oh, there a long time. Still going. He's been yeah. up and down. Yeah. If you got to fire someone, it would probably uh, be him. But, uh, you know, how about, the, how about the, uh, yeah. the Rays? They just gave their manager an extension. The Rays, won nine, the Rays won 90 games. The Mariners won 89 games. The Mariners had a great first half. The Rays had a great second half. Do both service and uh, cash deserve uh, extensions? I know. I mean, I mean, he was tall. I didn't. I mean, I. I, We don't talk about the Tampa Bay race. We don't. But but thank you, Brent. I hope everything's going well for you. We haven't heard from you in a while, man. You're late here. So thank you. I think everyone should get an extension, starting with me. I think I should get a big extension, and then the trickle down effect. uh, It starts with me, and then you can move it on to everybody else. How about that? You good with that? I'm good with that. All right. Very good. We'll press on here. It sounded like a good plan and buyer's remorse. We'll get to those stories. It sounded like a good plan and buyer's remorse. That's next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, it sounded like a good idea at the time, a good plan. The punter for the Saints, Thomas Morstead. Do you hear about this, Eddie? He, he flew in his old kicking coach as a, a thank you, an homage to his old coach for helping him out. So he flew him into New Orleans to watch him kick at the game on Monday night. All right. Sounds nice. You punted as many times as the Saints did, Eddie. They didn't punt <laughs> once. There were no punts. The only time this guy watched a Thomas Morstead punt was in pregame warm-ups. That's it. They didn't have a punt. The Redskins' defense was so pathetic, the Saints did not punt one time in that game. The Redskins couldn't force him to punt once. Well, he did have to hold for uh, extra points, so. So you got on the field for that? That's worth it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Money well spent, yes? Yeah, sure. Why sure, not? why not? Go with it. Let's say hello to Angry Bill, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, what Angry Bill. Girl? Answer that question. Nice job by your Yankees, Angry Bill. That's a good team. Well, well-managed team. Good job. How's my best bud doing? Doing. If I was any better, I'd be a Yankee, but not a New York Yankee. Ha <laughs> ha! You're so. Well, I don't want to go there. What I wanted to do is you. You had your. You had your evaluation about the Yankees. You left out one person, the gutless Brian Cashman. He started the 2017 season with no pitching. He picked up one pitcher in two years, and he's the main culprit. The reason the Yankees didn't advance and get better on last year's playoffs. Okay, Brian Cashman. Okay, one pitcher in two years. Does anybody with any brains know the Yankees needed pitching at the beginning of the last year, and they still needed pitching, and they're still going to need pitching? 
What is this moron thinking of? Watching everything go by and not understanding that this moron didn't pick up any pitching. Well, okay. and you save you know, those minor league players, those coveted minor league players. The Yankees can't give up those guys. They have to. They're so so amazing. They have Forget to. Again, they needed everyone. experience. They needed experience. Major league pitching. They didn't get. They got one guy very late. Okay, he he's a gutless, doesn't know what he's doing, and he tries to kiss the ass of the Steinbrenner Twinkie Twins and not have the payroll. Over two hundred million. Okay, yeah. that's what it's all about, well, right there. Other than that's that, your evaluation. Nothing wrong. A zippity doo dah, zippity day. All's right with the Yankee baseball. Yeah, not in my opinion. Hope Maybe you your enjoy, opinion. Hope you enjoy the offseason. The, <laughs> the competitive. I didn't do that to you last year when you the Dodgers lost. Well, they lost because the, 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 the World Series. The, 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 the World Series started with everyone after the World after the World. So the, the postseason, I should say, the offseason started after the World Series. So you could have said that it would have been accurate because everyone went into the offseason after the World Series. That was the the game seven is the last game. Uh, all right, is, is game seven the last game? Thanks, Ben, for telling me. Yeah. All right. So take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah. Angry Bill. This guy, I can't believe he's been to jail for robbing a bank. I can't believe that. He's had a, a renaissance on our show, though. He really has. Do I have to beg for new people to call? Should we just turn this into a, a newbie night all of a sudden, get new people to call? I mean, we get the same people. God forbid anyone new call this show. I mean, the, the, the sky would fall unless we have newbie night. He's Sodom and Gomorrah. The militia would get mad, wouldn't they? They would. They don't like to hear new people. It's the code of the West. It's <laughs> the code of the Maller militia. No, they don't like it. The same five people to call every damn night. <laughs> Come on. If you, you you dare go into these these crime-filled airwaves, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Is it a case of buyer's remorse? We'll get to that. And also, Maller to the third degree. Maller to the third degree. We'll get to all that. From the Fox Sports Radio Geico Studios. But right now, Eddie Garcia to update you with the latest. Eddie. Well, of course, the big story comes from baseball, where it was game four of the American League Division Series. A must-win game for the Yankees at home, taking on their bitter rivals, the Red Sox, who were looking to advance to the American League Championship Series. Boston had a 4-1 lead in the ninth inning when things got interesting. New York scored twice, then had runners at first and second, with Glaber Torres at the plate. Peeking in for a sign. Now straightens up. Runners off first and second. The 1-2. Swung on, tapped down to third, slowly hit, charging his Nunez. He fires the first stretch. Got him! What a play by Pierce. And the Red Sox have won the division series against the Yankees. However, Aaron Boone might challenge this call. WEI Red Sox Radio Network with the call. Yes, it was reviewed. The call was upheld. The out was recorded. And the Red Sox get the 4-3 victory. Rick Porcello earns the win. Craig Kimbrell the save. And CeCe Sabathia took the loss. Boston wins the series three games to one. And they will host Houston in the American League Championship Series starting on Saturday. A couple of notes from the NFL. Jacksonville Jaguars signed free agent running back Jamal Charles to a one-year deal, and Washington Redskins veteran running back Adrian Peterson suffered a dislocated shoulder Monday night, but will play in the team's next game against Carolina. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, you said earlier that you like to put your lawyer hat on. Uh, maybe you can kind of uh, decipher this to give us your thoughts. Did you see... 
And this is all stemming from, of course, Reggie Bush having his Heisman Trophy stripped way back when for violating NCAA rules. Now, if you recall, and I know you do because you're here in Southern California, USC assistant Todd McNair ended up being fired over that. And he was hit with a show-cause penalty that banned him from coaching for a year. And McNair claimed that that ended his major college coaching career. So he filed a lawsuit against the NCAA. And all these years later, they're finally getting around to ruling on this. A Superior Court judge here in Los Angeles upheld the show-cause ruling that says that it violates California law. The result is that California schools that play major college football now have concerns they may not be able to be a part of the NCAA because they no longer meet the requirements of membership. The NCAA released a statement saying it disagreed with the court's ruling and will explore all avenues for relief to ensure the NCAA member schools in California can continue to abide by the same rules as the rest of yeah. the NCAA's membership. All right. So there's the, the the only thing they can do, I guess they'll they'll can they appeal even more? Can they go all the way up? Well, I guess the, I guess you can always yeah, appeal to more. The Supreme Court. But they've lost their first appeal. But it, okay. I mean, I find it hard to believe that uh, USC, UCLA, Stanford, and Cal are going to be kicked out of the Pac-12 because of this ruling by a LA Superior Court judge. I mean, they'll find right, but some it, way but around it. It, it is. Right? It, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the NCAA, uh, as you know. Yes, uh, and I'm so, not. I'm not either. So I, I, I kind of like this because it upsets them. I like that this upsets them. Uh, and they're essentially, the, the judge, this is how I interpret it. The judge essentially said you have a cartel and uh, you, you can't just block someone from working in that cartel, right? They, that they have control over everything. Am I reading this right? I think I'm reading this right. Uh, yeah. I, it, essentially, uh, if, this, if, if another institution wants to hire this person, that's their business. You can't ban him from a profession. Yeah, it's like if you get fired from Domino's because you're bad at making pizzas, but you want to go work at Pizza Hut, you can go work at Pizza Hut. Correct. But in this case, you can't. If you get fired from USC, they're saying you can't work at any other school at all for uh, for a for time the, period. Yeah. yeah. So if you say it in those terms, you're probably like, well, I kind of I get a point there. Do you think? Do we think he cheated? Probably so, right? I mean, the, the Reggie Bush deal and all that. Well, but- I always thought it was a raw deal for USC because, it, it. okay, the coach found out about it, but he wasn't involved in it. He just didn't well, disclose the truth. they're all involved in it. Yeah. But, I mean, doesn't that seem like in the grand scheme of what goes on in college sports to be a speeding wow. ticket? I we, mean, we talked about Jim Gatto, the other uh, trial which is going on, which the NCAA says they're closely monitoring – in a federal courtroom in Manhattan, I've been keeping an eye on that also. He seems like he's got a pretty good case. The guy that was the Adidas executive who essentially said everyone is is doing it and he didn't violate the law because everyone knew what was going on. So if the, if he wins, wow, God, he's got a chance. He's got a pretty good chance. And it's all about integrity, Eddie. Uh, yeah, High standards and integrity. Yes. College athletics. Clearly. Uh, very important. All right. Ben Maller's show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com. Who is that, Shirley? Get a free rate quote. So uh, this one hits close to home. One of the signature moves of the NFL offseason, the Los Angeles Rams made a trade with Kansas City to get Marcus Peters. Now, the reason this was universally celebrated is not because Marcus Peters was a noted hothead. It's not because of that. This was universally celebrated because Marcus Peters had a reputation of being one of the premier defensive backs in the National Football League. He was young. 
at the time. He's still young. And the assumption was, my God, what a great thing this is. Hallelujah. <laughs> you're getting a player who's not even really in the prime of his football career, and you're getting him just for some draft picks. What could possibly be wrong with that? Well, here we are five weeks into the NFL season. There are, and I'm going to get this right here. I don't want to to get this wrong. There are 111 cornerbacks that have been rated by Pro Football Focus, the the nerds and the geeks over Pro Football Focus that keep track of this stuff. Out of the 111 cornerbacks that have played enough to qualify, where do you think Marcus Peters is? You got your answer? All right. Uh, Now, he's not last. No, no, he's not 111. Uh, no. Is he first? Well, I wouldn't be doing this story if he was first. I mean, please, well, maybe I would, but it's not, he's not number one. Marcus Peters, out of 111 qualified cornerbacks in the National Football League, is ranked 106th. There are only, there are, there are only five defensive backs in the entire NFL that have been worse at their job than Marcus Peters. With the Rams. So, if you're the Broncos, whoever Marcus Peters is matched up against on a chilly Denver evening, or afternoon rather, just throw the ball Marcus Peters way is what I'm saying. I was just about to say, you listening, Vance Joseph? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, see, the problem is the Broncos could do that and and Case Keenum can't get the ball to the receiver. See, that's the problem. Is that a cheap shot or accurate? (laughs) Chad Kelly. Bring on Chad Kelly. (laughs) Bring on Chad Kelly. Uh, (laughs) That'll that'll make the difference. I'll bring on Chad Kelly. That's very important. Oh, he's great Never in college. He's wonderful. Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Marcus Peters is 106th out of 111 defensive backs in the NFL. The Rams traded two draft picks to get him. He was a pro bowler twice in Kansas City. What the hell is he doing with the Rams? What's going on? My God, he sucks. Terrible. Uh, let's go now to weed. Speaking of that, weed man hippie. Isn't there a big? Well, I guess it's not near you. There's a big storm, but not near your part of Florida. Let's go to weed man hippie in my Miami. My Cuban neighbor in a wheelchair gives me weed. Yeah. Hello. Oh no, it's raining here. Yeah. Good. Hey Ben. Ben. I didn't notice Patrick Mahomes' father. Pitch for the New York Mets. I didn't know that. I love this Pat Mahomes. There you go. You just no, figured that no out. Bad, no running backs. Five wideouts. Go, go, go. Okay. Ben. Yeah, yeah what? Ben. What? Ben. What? Ben. What? 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 Ben, they turn off my electric tomorrow. They're going to turn off your electricity. Jesus, y'all, I need $121 oh, right now today. Yeah. Well, why don't you go get a job? How about that? Dude, 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 I got crypto. I can't cash it out for at least two, two business days. My electric's going to be off. Somebody got to send me $121. Uh, uh, see, now you're panhandling on the radio, weed, man. We don't like No, that. I'm not. You I'm are. You're, 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 I'm just no, getting you're, you're, notifications. No, 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 because you know, weed, man, yeah, we got we to blow you up, weed, man. I mean, listen, I, I feel bad for you that you're in that situation. I hope your power doesn't go out. And... uh you do have to pay your bills, though. It's it's mildly important. You know, most people like to do that. Most people that run businesses like to have their customers pay their bills on a time, right? And so, 
Yeah. See what you're doing. I know what you're doing, Wee Man. I know. I know what you're up to. You're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Uh, some some sympathetic member of the Maller militia is going to write a big check, right? You're gonna write a big check and all that, and you know, ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, and I'll get that money, and I, I'm good to go. I need groceries, Maller militia. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I have bills too. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox. That's my duck. Press on here. Send somebody money. I, you know, Weed Man. Not, you know, he's on the list, but he's not high on the list. There's a list, but not that high up. We have Mallard of the third degree. We're going to get to that. Here's the instant trivia. And we'll do the Who Let's do another Who Am I game. Here we go. Here's another bonus Who Am I game. Drew Brees has thrown 190 passes without an interception so far in 2018. Among all quarterbacks with no interceptions, I have attempted the most passes with yet throwing an interception. Again, Drew Brees is number one on that list. He's got 190 pass attempts without an interception. Among all other quarterbacks with no interceptions, I've attempted the most passes and yet to throw an interception. Who am I? The bonus who am I? The answer next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Moo! And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So a bonus who am I game. Here it is. Drew Brees has thrown 190 passes without an interception this season. Among quarterbacks with no interceptions, I've attempted the most passes with no turnovers uh, or no interceptions. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Manic Mike is going with Patrick Mahomes the second. Uh, thanks for the Rusev doll, Manic Mike. We have just Josh going with Jason Garrett is his answer. Aaron Donald from Ed in Spokane. Very busy there, Ed. Captain Crunch, tossed out by Judge Reed. Who else do we have? Page down. Eddie Goodell from J Scoop, winner of the talent show on the Ben Maller program. Uh, who else? Page down. Uh, Noodle Arm Ben from Daniel. Oh, is that supposed to be me? Noodle Arm Ben? I like that. Look at that. Good noodle arms. Kerry Collins from Eric. Anthony says, any quarterback that throws Marcus Peters' way. Is the is the answer? Yeah, that's right. Pillsbury Throwboy from Vols fan Jimmy, Billy Kilmer tossed out by Dave. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, it's All my right. cousin Jeff Garcia. The great Jeff Garcia. That's a real crisp answer, Eddie. But uh, Mister Wonderful says the answer is Weed Man after dark. That that's the answer. Rob's going with Osama bin Laden. Interesting answer by you. The correct answer, none other than the infamous. This guy you talk about notorious. You talk about legendary, and this—he was a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's currently the backup. Matt Schaub of the Atlanta Falcons is number two on the list. He's attempted seven passes in mop-up duty for the Falcons, and none of them have been interceptions. So Breeze is number one, Schaub number two, and we are number one with this. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled, and we bring in the Coupe de Loup. 
Ben, after letting the uh, the Bucks drop nearly 50 on them to start the season and then almost losing to the Browns the next week after that, the concern for the Saints was approaching panic levels. However, they're now 4-1 and one and just routed the Redskins in an all-around great showing. Yeah. Ben, are the Saints the Rams' biggest concern in the NFC? Uh, no. I will give that a thumbs down. The Saints are not the biggest concern. I'm going to shock you with my answer. The answer is a team the Rams have already beaten, the Minnesota Vikings. That's the answer, right? And I'll tell you why. A, even though the Rams took apart the Minnesota defense and it was a demoralizing performance for Minnesota at the Coliseum, I have more faith in Mike Zimmer to fix the Viking defense. Remember, it doesn't matter how you are now. It matters how you are at the end of the year. The Vikings have enough offense with Kirk Cousins. They have the nuts and the bolts of a good defense. They can fine-tune it. You look at that division, Green Bay is not very good. Chicago, I don't buy. Uh, Detroit, come on. That's a division that the Vikings can come back up. They can win that division, get in the playoffs. They're going to have to play well on the road. And B, New Orleans traditionally has not been relevant on the road. So we're assuming the Rams are going to have home field advantage. Drew Brees has essentially been like a baseball player that plays his home games in Colorado. Very good at home, not so good on the road. In fact, the numbers back that up. Drew Brees, in his career, is 80-48 and 48 at home. He's only five games above 500 on the road, and his touchdown percentage goes down by almost 30% on the road. So I'll take the Vikings rebounding as opposed to the Saints. Next! Now, it is being reported that when Le'Veon Bell returns to the Steelers in a couple weeks, that they could go with a running back by committee approach. A number of the players on the Steelers seem to think that it was a good idea. Do you, Ben? No, it's a terrible idea. It's an unnecessary idea. The reason the Steelers are having problems this year is not because they don't have Le'Veon Bell or James Conner. Connor's actually statistically been fine. The defense in Pittsburgh's the problem. The Steelers don't need to also, and this is very important, they don't need to worry about Le'Veon Bell next season He's gone. He's going to leave. This is the final year, however many games he plays. So why are you saving him? right? What, what are you saving him for? He's already missed however many games. Uh, by the time he gets back, he'll have missed seven weeks of the season. Were you trying to keep him fresh so he goes and signs with the Texans or the Browns or somebody next year? What's up with that? And number two, and maybe I'm, I'm incorrect on this, but I believe that it's a rhythm thing when you're the running back and you get better the more carries you get. And so – both guys would be hurt by that. I think it's a terrible idea to split carries. Next. Now, when discussing Patrick Mahomes over the weekend, Tom Brady pointed out how the NFL game is very different today than it was back when he was a second-year player on the rise, saying that pro football now is sort of a glorified college ball. Ben, do you think Brady was actually taking a shot at Mahomes? No, no. He, what he's doing is taking a shot at Roger Goodell is what he's doing. He's taking another shot at Goodell, the commissioner, right? The NFL has evolved into a heavy heavy-handed, pass first, pass second, pass third. They've essentially neutered defensive backs and linebackers. And see, Tom Brady, when he got into the NFL in the early 2000s, he remembers what the NFL used to be like. He's crossed over. He's He started in 2001 when he first took over as the quarterback in New England. He's witnessed the transition, and so he's taken pot shots. Right? When, when he first became a thing in the NFL, Drew, uh, when, when he replaced Bledsoe, I looked it up. There were 24, the, the number 24. There were seven quarterbacks that had 24 or more passing touchdowns. Now, I think the number's like 14. 
right, real quick, we're out of time. How do we do, Koopaloo? You pass this edition, man. I won the game at the buzzer. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Well, a friend of our radio show is involved in a war of words with another NFL player, so we must defend this NFL player. We will do that right now. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So lost in the haze of the Monday night game was, and it was, boy, what a disaster that was for the, the Redskins. We had a subplot that somehow slipped by our radar. We need to get our radar recalibrated. It's a bad job by us. But it involves several Redskin defenders, a medley of Redskin defenders who were assaulting verbally Michael Thomas, friend of the show, the receiver for New Orleans. Uh, Mr. Thomas is, of course, his relative holiday, part of the Mallard Militia. So if you didn't see this story, I, I found this interesting. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to expand on it more because I, I thought it was comical in some parts and, and just ridiculous in other areas. So Josh Norman. Now, he's the one with the bugle. Norman's the one leading the charge, and he was the instigator, the agitator at the beginning of this. Now, Norman, after the Monday night carnage for the Redskins, and several of his teammates worked as accomplices in this crime, Norman would not say the name of Thomas. He would not say his name. Don't say my name! Wouldn't say his name. And he said to a Redskins reporter that he would not speak about Michael Thomas because it was a, quote, waste of his breath. But it didn't stop there. Now, Norman went on to to say, even though he wouldn't talk about him by name, he said that Thomas will never be worthy of having him, the great Josh Norman, say his name. Now, just to prove I'm not making this up, let's go to the audio tape, as Warner Wolf, the old New York sportscaster, would say, here is Josh Norman letting off some steam at the expense of the Saints' wide receiver. The guy lined up 25, 26 times on the side, man, and, and not one time was he targeted and got a ball. And, and when I said that, I just left it at that because it's just, I mean, film speaks for itself. Whatever. I woke up this morning, I took a shower, and I just felt great. And looking at our record right now, NFC East, we number one in our division. Um, and we got so much life left, um, 12 weeks, to let this one thing, you know, get us. No, man, we so much bigger and our life is so much bigger than that to give someone life you draw that into them that's kind of how that went down but other than that i'm just like dude it was not a waste of my time so that's what he said on the radio in charlotte now on twitter it continued right it, it continued there in fact there was a back and forth here and michael thomas saw the initial quote i guess it was a, a, something posted by the the newspaper in washington and he didn't bite his tongue. So he engaged. Engaged. So you have the, this is post-game. You have Michael Thomas and Josh Norman going at it, dropping bombs, dropping bombs on each other. 
And Norman tweeted that he made that boy check out after the first half. Yeah, Josh Norman got benched in the in the uh, second half of that game for a brief period of time. And then it continued on. Now, that, was, that comment was not on Twitter, but then it continued over. Norman accused Michael Thomas of clout chasing. Clout chasing. How about that? You hear that sometimes about certain people there, clout chasing. Typically, that's a criticism. <laughs> Isn't that usually directed at women trying to go out with famous men or powerful men? They're chasing clout and status and things like that. Isn't that usually what? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, and, and then he tossed a clown emoji out. So Norman saw that, and then he said, okay, uh, let me get in my bunker. Uh, and here we go. Uh, and, and he started throwing some shade at Thomas. They went back and forth. Uh, and he, he said, much like we said on the radio there, he said, hey, when they lined up mano a mano, Thomas did not have a reception. And then Norman said, which is, what he said here is the equivalent of a system quarterback. You know, that's the most offensive thing you can say to a quarterback. You're a system quarterback. For a wide receiver, if you're a defensive back, the most offensive thing you can say is what Josh Norman said about Michael Thomas. Said he was a, quote, blocking decoy is, is what he said. Uh, and it continued, but wait, there's more. Thomas called Norman a zone cornerback, so he went back, threw a salvo at Norman. That's a shot. And uh, went on and on. They went back and forth. But then Michael Thomas of the Saints pointed out that uh, that that Thomas, or, or Norman rather, was, was in the wrong here because he deleted – the comments on Twitter, like the final salvo, Michael Thomas called out Josh Norman for deleting his tweets, calling him a, quote, goofball con artist. It's pretty good. It's, you know, This is a decent war of words. I think you'll agree with me on that. So let's discuss the question. Josh Norman in one corner. Michael Thomas in the other. You've got a redskin and a saint. Who you got? Who you got? All right, who you got? I, listen, I've already revealed my hand. I'm bad at playing poker. I am on Team Thomas. I am right there with Team Thomas. Uh, my my thoughts to expand on this, you've got Hocus Pocus, air conditioning, and tranquilizers. Uh, and, and we'll put all this together. Number one, who does not enjoy a good beef? Every man, woman, and child can appreciate these guys who are making a lot of money to play in the NFL and they're, they're, they're disagreeing and they're yelling at each other and they're fighting uh, verbally. These guys had a great deal of gusto, back and forth, and I, I enjoyed it. I liked following him. Michael Thomas is the winner, and it, the simple reason, it's not that deep. You don't have to, to go all intellectual on this. It's very simple. It's right on the surface. You don't have to dig deep. The reason Michael Thomas is the winner, he did not violate the first rule of a social media rhubarb, and the rule is that if one person starts deleting comments before the other person, they've lost, right? The first one that deletes comments they put on Twitter has lost the battle. You cannot acid wash anything from social media. It lives on forever in the ecosystem that is the microblogging world. So the fact that Josh Norman was throwing bombs and then thinking he could be like a pen and teller and could make them vanish is comical, right? Now, did he also say, I wonder if he, when he was hitting the delete button on his phone, did he say hocus pocus and abracadabra? Because that, that would be about as effective. 
No, presto, it's gone. Look at that. There it goes. All the magic words. So now full disclosure, I have deleted things, but the only time I can recall deleting stuff uh, is for spelling mistakes. Right? And the reason, and I repost those 99% of the time, because I used to work with someone who was Captain Comma, the, one of those grammar goofballs, and I couldn't stand it. So I, I just, I, what I did was I said, okay, I'll just delete it all. I'll put it out there again so Captain Comma couldn't come after me. So that's what I did. Now, the second point here, right, the second point, Josh Norman and the Redskins roster collectively, the entire 53-man roster, should have been put on timeout after that despicable, disgusting performance. That's not competition on Monday Night Football. Now, I can appreciate, as I think I've, I've said many times here, I can appreciate good trash talk. However, here's what I want. Did these guys on the Redskins realize that they had just been thrashed? They had been put into a wood chipper is what they had been done, been done to them. It was like a football follies video trying to watch them attempt to stop the defensive backs or the receivers, rather, or the Redskins defensive backs stopping the receivers of the Saints. And that's, that's what happened here. And Washington was so pathetic on defense, you wondered if they were on the take. Now you want, like Drew Brees, it was his night on Monday, but did they pull a Utah Jazz? We said this right after the game. They were playing at half speed. There were three incomplete passes. Drew Brees had three incomplete passes in, in that game. Now, I would argue that a very strong, well-put-together, effective air conditioning system at the Dome in the Bayou would have caused more problems than any defensive player for the Redskins. That if they had just cranked up the air conditioning at the Dome in Nolens, that would have caused more heartache for, for Drew Brees. If there had been a breeze, ironically enough, coming from the air conditioning, it would have messed him up. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. But anyway, I, I, I get it. It was going to be an uphill battle anyway for the Redskins. But Michael Thomas, a decoy? That makes the Saints look even worse. That makes them, or the, uh, the Redskins look even worse, and the Saints look good here. I mean, my God. All right, last point. Now, this, this back and forth, which was Josh Norman and Michael Thomas, the, the Redskins defenders decided that they were going to pile on Michael Thomas uh, on social media and after the game. And when they had a chance to gang tackle anyone wearing a Saints uniform this past week, they were like a Buddhist monk. They took a vow of silence. They didn't want to do it. And, and it looked like Jay Gruden had passed out tranquilizers to the defense the way they pre- – and also Alex Smith and the offense. Garbage. It was either that or, or like, I know next month is – boy, you know next month's Thanksgiving? Do you know next month is Thanksgiving? And and when you eat those leftover turkey sandwiches and all that, you get that tryptophan. And then you, you get all sleepy. and, and you, It's like the Redskins ate too much turkey and they had tryptophan and, and they couldn't play. But Josh Norman, see, the other thing which was great, Josh Norman talked about uh, clout chasing, right? He talked about clout chasing. When I think of clout chasing, I think of Josh Norman, right? Remember, the, he was the mouth of the South originally with the Carolina Panthers there back in the day. He was a legendary attention whore. And a couple of years ago, 
Josh Norman, while playing for the Redskins, took a job at Fox as a TV commentator during the season. Wouldn't that qualify as clout chasing? I think it would. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Isn't the move for Michael Thomas to just post a picture of the scoreboard? And uh, no, isn't no. that isn't that isn't that's, that it? That's old school, Eddie. You're dating yourself. I know it's old school, but but very effective. No, no. The new technique, Eddie, is go for the jugular. That's the new technique. Kill shot. I, I think that is the jugular. That's, Kill shot. The, the scoreboard nah. is the final. Nobody even final judge. Nobody even knows who wins wins these games. Nobody knows. Really? You want to do a test? This is like Conor McGregor trying to talk trash after he gets his ass kicked. No, in the, I, uh, you want me to? I will make a point here. I will prove. You little weasel. If I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I will. I will attempt to prove that the average consumer does not know who actually wins the games. They talk about the games, but they don't know who wins the games. You want to do that? Sure. All right. Uh, let's go to, let's see here, uh, Blind Scott. Are you there, Blind uh, that's Scott? That's great. Come on, don't pick him. Pick uh, somebody so else. Here's the, so here's the thing, man. We crushed the Yankees. No, hold on. Uh, he, you're right. I shouldn't. Pick a, pick a line, Eddie. Pick any line. What do you want? Uh, Joe, are they, are they, we got a full boat Jason, there? Jason's going with a golden ticket, so we'll put him on. Jason in Ottawa is cashing a golden ticket. Hello, J- hello, Jason. Good morning, Ben. How are you today? All right. Do you, now, did you pay attention to the NFL this past weekend, Jason? I always do, Ben. All right. Who won? Let's see. I got to pick a. I got to pick a. Uh, how about the Bengal Dolphin game? Who won that game? Uh, the Bengals won what? Twenty-seven, seventeen. Oh, he's, he's Look looking at, at his phone. No, he's, he's not. Looking at, he's There's cheating. no way he could have looked that quickly. He's looking. Uh, he's cheating. No. I, I win. I no, win. No, thank you. Thank no, you, you for, don't thank you. win. I Let's win. go to Will. Hello, Will. Hello, sir. All right, hey, Will, that's respect, Eddie. Yeah. That's respect. It's the Ben Maller Show, sir. Who won the Raider-Charger game, Will? Oh, the Chargers did. All right, I win. Damn it. Game over. (laughs) I'm posting a picture of the scoreboard right now. All right, hold on a second. Weed Man, are you there, Weed Man? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Listen. Hold on, Weed Man, who won the Titans-Bills game? Who won that game, uh, Weed Man? The Bears. Oh, my God. I'm hanging up on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What? These guys actually paid attention. You got destroyed. All right, let me let me see. Is, is there anybody else? <laughs> you keep going till you find one. I don't know. I think we're done. I mean, that's it. I lose. Uh, oh man, I, I hurt. I felt like the Redskins. Our it. callers I, I, are clearly always on top of things. They they know all the scores. Damn, they know everything. Man, loser. So very smart. I went to my trump card, Weed Man. I know. It didn't even work. <laughs> I thought for sure Weed Man would would play along for one hundred and twenty one dollars, but he didn't play along. Oh, guess I don't have to pay him the one hundred and twenty one dollars oh, now. Finito. Done. You're cutting deep now, man. Hey, Weed Man, if you had played along, I would have sent you a check. <laughs> is he calling? He's, 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 he's listening he's to himself. stunned right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Weed Man. The Weed Man move is when he's on the air, he immediately wants to go back and hear how he sounds on the air. <laughs> that is old school, man. Yeah. I remember when I did that when I was like, you know, 12, calling the sports talk radio. I know, I know. It's, uh, living the dream, man. Living the dream. Speaking wow. about 12, what happened to Antonio? That's uh, 
parents probably got a hold of him and say, hey, you yeah. got to go to school. Get the hell out of here. They got a hold of his report card, then they got a hold of him. <laughs> you know who I was thinking about? Uh, a caller that we haven't heard from in a really long time. Who would that be? The the one I can't I'm like forgetting his name I'm blanking Uh-oh. on it but the the guy who gave me the Coop Da Loop nickname Coop Da Loop Broncos lost yeah who what was what was his name oh yeah he hadn't called him maybe he's a podcast listener Coop yeah maybe yeah these guys are hey I listen to the podcast download it every day twice a day get my parents to download it my grandparents they don't even know how to use their phone I download it for them good to go. I'm actually on the live air. We'll press on here. It is the Ben Maller Show. We'll get back to some of those people we put them on very rudely, and they didn't play along. It's a bad job by them. If I was any better, I'd host a show, but I wouldn't be Ben Maller. No, 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 because you'd be on during the day. You'd be making a lot of money. You wouldn't be doing an overnight show. You'd be very successful. Dilly dilly. That's right. A real-life poop fest. A real-life poop fest. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. I'll go with the porn star. Yeah, Ricardo! <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to that poop fest. Also, too much or not enough. So if you want to be a contestant, call now. That's coming up in a couple minutes. Too much or not enough. We have Roberto's Wall of Drops. A lot of stuff coming your way. Let's go to the phones and check back in with Blind Scott, who is celebrating. He's hanging out on the north end of Boston as the Red Sox are back in the league championship series for the 11th time in franchise history. Hello, Blind Scott. Ben, you won't believe what just happened to me. I just walked through like seven inches of water. They were pumping the sewer, and the guy told me to go across the street. So I went across the street, Uh-oh. and all the sewer water just it covered my shoes. I got to take oh. my shoes off now. Oh. But hey, oh, that's no. not going to affect my that's not going to affect my call though. Listen, this loser in Houston with his stupid podcast. We used to do podcasts like eleven years ago with Crying Craig. He calls it Dope Take Podcast. I listen to the podcast. I expected to hear a bunch of people on Dope. Nobody was doing any Dope, you know, and that was disappointing. This guy, he calls you Ben. His team suck. You know, he calls every night. He has nothing to add. His team suck again. You know, we're going to crush Houston when they come here, you know. We're going to send him back to his podcast, and he's never going to come back to the show ever again. This loser's promoting his podcast on the show. You know, what a baby, man. That's for like a, I used to call 16-year-old podcast. You know what I'm saying, man? Listen, I find my spots. I'm looking for a new sponsor this morning. I'm going to get my cows when I'm 2 p.m. this afternoon, you know. I'll be in North Quincy today. If anybody wants a pizza, boys, because they want a piece of the chip, come and get them. Hey, listen, I thought I was at the Ritz Carlton at the Yankees Hotel. It comes to find out I was at the Taj Hotel the whole time. So that's why they were letting me in, and I was just walking around the most of my The Ritz Carlton sold out to the Taj. They were at the other Ritz downtown. You know, you can't mess with Blind Scott on the radio. He's untouchable. He's the man. He's in recovery. He just picked up his 30-day chip. By the way, I'm going to mail it to you. And you know what? I'm going to give it all to you guys. I steal time on the Radio every night. I love you guys. All right. All right. Take your shoes off. and You might want to wash the shoes if they're washable because that, that sewer water. I sit down when I pee. Kramer might need a bath as well. 
He fired his his sponsor? Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. You're not supposed to do that, are you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. That's that's unfortunate. I don't think Scott's going by uh, the traditional book when it comes to his uh, recovery here. Sounds like he's doing good, though. Nah. You disagree, Eddie? I, I, I have my doubts. This is going to end well. Oh, no, he's... His calls have improved. Shouldn't we just be grateful for that? Like, his calls are much better than they, they used are. to be. Well, if you want to look at it that we way, sure. Be, we can be selfish. I don't know about the rest of his life, but the, the calls are going very well. I think that, you know, what, four days in rehab? I think that went well for him. Right? Four days sounds good. 12 steps, four days, whatever works for you. Yeah. Let's go to Jason in Ottawa, who's back. Hello, Jason. Hello, Ben. How do I follow that? Well, I'll do, I'll do this. Live from Detroit, Michigan, all the way from L.A., it's Big Ben and Jason Iowa with Tigers baseball on a beautiful June afternoon. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I could totally do Tiger baseball. I, I wouldn't be putting lipstick on pigs, but I'd be able to do that. Absolutely. Now, can you give I have me lipstick a, on right now. What's that? Can you give me a uh, Royals having their problems on the roads? They come into Comerica Park right now? <laughs> well, that would be the out-of-town scoreboard. See, that would oh, have to be the out-of-town right. scoreboard. Yeah. Okay. Royals well, having now, their <laughs> problems on the road. I'm Ben Malik. Oh, that's the good stuff. Now, Ben, uh, on our subject of baseball announcement, I forgot to give a shout out, a tip of the cap to my favorite Hawk Harrelson as he uh, he bid farewell a couple weeks ago. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I was a big oh, fan. No. When the White Sox were good, they haven't been good in a while, but when they were good and Hawk Harrelson was doing the games and they would lose, he was so upset. He was so depressed, Hawk Harrelson. That was the Hawk and Wimpy years, Yeah, right? it was wonderful. Well, now, I love homerism in sports, Ben. We need more of that. Now, on the subject of L.A. sports, you've got to be loving it right now. Clearly, the Dodgers are the favorites to win the World Series. The Clippers the Clippers are going to be uh, the big best Well, they just won the preseason, so I think that's oh, what yeah, you're saying. Especially once yeah. they get that new arena, they'll be the destination team for free agents. High, Correct. High free Correct, Amundo. <laughs> that's right. And, and finally, Ben, your L.A. Rams are just rampaging all the way to a Super Bowl, so I have a question. I know I asked Ben tomorrow, but this is – this is sports release. I'm going to stay in my lane here. I'll ask tonight. Okay. Ben, which which iteration of a high-powered Rams offense is your favorite? A, the current one, which I call McVay's Millennials. B, the St. Louis great, Greatest Show on Turf. Or C, the Waterfield Norm Van Brocklin <laughs> 50s Hollywood Land Rams. Uh, okay, all right. Now, this is easy. See, this is a simple question. Now, I wasn't a St. Louis Rams fan, so that does nothing for me. Uh, right. And the, uh, the the other Rams team you mentioned in the 50s before my time. So it's right now. What's going on right now is the greatest Rams offense in the history of the Rams. The Rams really, really matter when they were in St. Louis. The L.A. Rams matter. So it's the greatest Rams offense in the history of, of the franchise when it's mattered. Yes. These millennials. And, Mallory, you are a millennial. And we'll talk tomorrow on the CFL report, buddy. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm anticipating just tremendous CFL fodder. Let's say I to Will real quick in New York. Will, what's going on, Will? Hello, sir. How's it going? Will, you didn't play along with me. I'm very upset, Will. How dare I'm you? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'll, uh, I'll make it up to you right now, sir. Um, I do have a good point to make here. We'll be, um, we'll be the have, judge of that. We'll be the judge. I, um, I have a story I'd like to tell. Oh, I love um, stories. Stories are very important. <laughs> Talk radio is yeah. all about stories. You, we need more well, stories. <laughs> Well, I, I had a girlfriend once. She oh, was my so first did girlfriend. I. Yeah. All right, go ahead. And, uh, well, it was kind of bad from the get-go. We had our fun times. But uh, it's, I miss her now, even though, you know, 10 years later. But uh, uh, Lost love. I was the one who made the breakup. Um, 
even though I didn't want to, I had to. Okay. We had to call things off, and I had to be the one to do it. Um, Cut to the chase. This is very sad already. I know this is a sad story. (laughs) Well, the point is, the metaphorical girlfriend in this story is Eli Manning, and the knowing, you know, this isn't going to work out boyfriend is the New York Giants organization. Yes, that is Um, correct. And, I mean, there were some good times. But, uh, I mean, it, it's really gone ridiculous to this point. And uh, it it's mostly the Giants fans are to blame for it. And you're you're I, right. Your fellow Giant fans had a coup because they... Well, I, had... I used to be a Giants fan, but I'm not anymore. Oh, okay. I, I, right. I take a more... I, I, the Giants don't do anything for me anymore. I, just... right. I got you. But, you. but remember what happened last year when Ben McAdoo did the right thing? Now, he, the problem yes, McAdoo, he McAdoo, the problem McAdoo had is he had Geno Smith. But I'd rather see Geno Smith than Eli Manning at this point. And so his he was right to do it, and then he got killed for it, and it cost him his job. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Right. And, I, and, I agree. You know, the fish stinks from the head down. You know, it, it goes to John Mara, too. And well, it, and the problem, we see this a lot. I mean, it's, it's the blessing and the curse when you win uh, part of championship teams. Many people don't want to let those players go. Like, look, look at how terrible Kobe Bryant was with the Lakers the last few years. He, he had no business being on the court. He was uh, embarrassing. But the Lakers, like, they were romanticizing the glory days, and so they kept paying him. They had a guaranteed contract, and it was, it was a joke. It was a, and the Lakers are the biggest joke team of them all. I mean, I'm yeah. not even a basketball team. Yeah. Basketball. No, don't blow them up. Come on, man. That was making a great point there. How dare you? I need contestants. I need, well, one contestant at least. Too much or not enough. I'm going to give you the secret inside number. I never give this out, all right? I'm not supposed to give this out. Call right now. I'm going to give you the number. Forget the number as soon as I give it to you. 877-99 to the 6 and then 6369. That's the special inside number. Call up. We'll have too much or not enough. Jerk yourself away. Also, later this hour, Roberto's Wall of Jobs. But right now, and we'll get to that poop fest, but right now, Eddie Garcia here to enlighten you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios with the latest. And we will start with postseason baseball game for American League Division Series in New York. Yankees in a must-win situation. Red Sox looking to win to advance to the next round. Now, Boston had a 4-1 lead in the ninth, but things would get tight. New York scoring twice, then put runners at first and third, and Glaber Torres at the plate. Peeking in for a sign. Now straightens up. Runners off first and second. The 1-2. Swung on. Tapped down to third. Slowly hit. Charging his Nunez. He fires to first. Stretch. Got him! What a play by Pierce. And the Red Sox have won the division series against the Yankees. However... Aaron Boone might challenge this call. WEI Red Sox Radio, and yes, the call was challenged, but on video review, the call of out was upheld. Game over. Red Sox win at 4-3. Christian Vasquez had a solo homer in the fourth for Boston. Ended up being the game-winning hit. Rick Porcello gets the win. Craig Kimbrell, despite the things getting a little bit dicey in the ninth, he still gets the save. CeCe Sabathia took the loss for New York. So Boston wins the series three games to one, and they will host uh, yes, they will host yeah, the Houston they won Astros. 108 games, Eddie. Yeah, American League Championship Series starting on Saturday at Fenway Park. Fenway Park. Park. That game starts at, I believe, 8.09 or 7.09. I think 8.09. Just say 8 o'clock. Why do All they right. do this 09 thing? Because they're stupid. Uh, That's it is why. Stupid. 8.09. Idiots. 
Uh, NFL News, Jacksonville Jaguars signed free agent running back Jamal Charles through a one-year deal. They've got injuries to Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon. And Washington Redskins veteran running back Adrian Peterson suffered a dislocated shoulder Monday night. He will play, though, in their next game against Carolina. What a hero. The NHL season continues tonight with the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals hosting the Vegas Golden Knights at 8 Eastern time. It's a rematch of last year's Stanley Cup final. And that's our Discover card key matchup. Speaking of matchups. Who's going to win that game, Eddie? That's going to be the Washington Capitals. Oh. Become a new card member and Discover card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of the year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Thank you, Eddie. We're coming to you from the hallowed hallways of Fox Sports Radio, where legends like Bob Page worked back in the day. And these Who? microphones. Oh, Bob Page. He's the guy that replaced Howard Cosell on his radio show. Who's Howard Cosell, you ask? Well, look Never at heard him. of him. I worked with Bob, and Bob used to like to tell me how he replaced Howard Cosell on his uh, radio show back and did, in the And who did you replace, Ben? Because I don't know. Uh, nobody, actually. Well, I, well, technically, when I first started here, I don't even know if I should say this, but it's so embarrassing. When I first started at Fox Sports Radio, they had no weekend nighttime programming. I was the first weekend night host in the history of Fox Sports Radio. And I kept that job for about a decade doing weekend overnights. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, the dream come true. When I was a little boy <laughs> and I wanted to be the guy on the radio, I said someday I'll be able to do weekend overnights and then and, and morph into overnights. I mean, that's I mean, this is big. That's big time. Yeah. So we have a real-life poop fest uh, on our hands. Now, we've joked about San Francisco and Mark the Full Name Guy and our friends in the Bay Area. <laughs> now, I enjoy visiting San Francisco. But last time I was there, I did notice it had yeah. been overrun with uh, people that, uh, unfortunately, were down on their luck and were pretty much controlling. They had taken over parts of downtown San Francisco. And now, Eddie, there's. did you hear about the app? No, There's a new app available. This is so Bay Area, the internet epicenter of the world. It's called Snap Crack, or Snap Crap, rather. <laughs> Snap Crack would be what Brian Scott used. No, <laughs> Weedman. S- oh, yeah, Weedman. Snap Crap, Eddie, is the name of the app. Snap Crap. Yes, and if you are in the Bay Area, you can get this app, and you can report when you see human feces on the street, you can oh, or cool. needles, you can report that, and then someone will come. Uh, we assume clean up the needles and and all that. Do you have to take a picture? Well, I don't know that you have to take a picture. <laughs> I don't know about that, but there is an app available. So next time I go to San Francisco, I'm going to get that Snap Crap app, hmm. and I'll I'll just go around trying to find find it. Yeah, not I'm guessing that's not going to be on there like tourism video. Probably not. No. But you usually smell it before you see it. All right, let's get to the game, Eddie. We must, <laughs> we must move on. Here we go. Let's do it's it right now. Ben Miller game. We've been going more too many of these. Is it too much or not enough? Enough already. All right, let's go. Let's go to Edwin in Southern California in the Inland Empire. Hello, Edwin in Riverside. What's going on? What's up, buddy? How's it going? You tell me. What are you doing, Edwin? What keeps you up these hours? I'm not going to lie. I just left San Manuel and I lost $1,100 the casino. Wow, you lost 1100 bucks. Oh. That sucks, man. <gasps> uh, yeah, you're telling me. Hey, look, I mean, uh, looking at the price side, I won five grand with the Dodgers coming going to the NLDS, so I'm, I'm still up. Yeah. May I, may I recommend Gamblers Anonymous? All right, well, let's play the game. Here we go. <laughs> good, good luck, Edwin. We hope you do okay here. Keep in mind, we don't give you money if you win. We'll give you a golden ticket. Uh, question number one, too much or not enough? 
You have to get three right to win. If you get all five, boy, that's special. Question number one. The Yankees were eliminated at home for the 10th time in franchise history. Is that too much or not enough for the Bronx Bombers? Oh, that is way too much. It's just way too much. Is he right? Yeah, yeah not enough. Uh, it was the 14th time. Remember, the Yankees have been playing ball since the early 1900s. 14th time they've been eliminated at home, tied with the Atlanta Braves for the most. Question number two. Since the start of last season, there have been five 60-plus yard field goals. Is that too much or not enough in the NFL? That is not enough. He says not enough. All right. Is he right? Oh, my God, Edwin. Oh, my God. What is going on? The, the streak continues, Edwin. Well, you, tonight's not your night. This might not be your night. <laughs> you, you might want to pull off the side of the road and just sit, you know, kind of chill out for a little bit. All right, question number three. Here we go. There have now been five 200-yard rushing games in Jets history. Is that too much or not enough for the Jets? That is too much. You sure about that? Too much. Wow. Roberto would not let me play along. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, Roberto, I could have gotten him to change his mind. Unfortunately, he did not allow me to do that. You got that one right, so you got, you got to get these last two right to win the game here, Edwin. Question number four, too much or not enough for Edwin. He just lost $1,100 at a casino, and he's calling us. Blake Bortles has 11 pick sixes in his career with Jacksonville. Is that too much? That's a lot. Is that too much or not enough? 11 pick sixes for Blake Bortles. Man, man is pretty much overrated, so I'm going to have to say that sounds about right. That's, uh, that's not uh, – shoot, that's not enough. You sure about that? Uh, I mean, you tell me, man. You throw me a bone. I need it. All right, I'll throw you a bone. Yeah, not enough. You got that. Not enough is the end. He leads, leads the NFL with 13 pick sixes his 2014. And now we meet, we, we meet the Waterloo moment. Here we are, Edwin. This is it, the last question. You get this right, you win a golden ticket, and you can tell your friends, I might have lost $1,100, but I won an overnight radio game show. So it's very important. Here we go. Uh, on, got it. Yeah, question number five. Last one. Number 30, Todd Gurley has two career games with at least three rushing touchdowns for the Rams. Is that too much or not enough? That's too much. Too much for the win. Is he right? Edwin, it was so close. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I wish I was kidding. He had three games. Now, remember, he got off to a very good start with the St. Louis Rams, and he had like five or six ridiculous games. But uh, yeah, he had he's had three. I remember he hit one. He got one of those last season. I think it was in uh, London. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he just had one this 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 past week against Seattle. He just had one. All right, Edwin, you didn't win, but you know what? We love you. Uh, we'll give you a nice parting gift. We'll give you, give you a lifetime supply of nothing. And a, uh, a round trip to nowhere. So good luck with those. Thank you. Appreciate All it, right. man. Thank you. All right. You're, we wish you uh, the best there. Hopefully things turn around gambling. I know it's tough. I've been there, Edwin. I've been in your situation. Not a good feel. But there's another day. There's always another game to bet on. Thank God. 
Uh, Got a murder. Got to go. We have Roberto's Wall of Drops. Roberto's Wall of Drops. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maurer Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maurer Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Turn up the lights. Find something else. It's time for Roberto's Wall of Drops. Play it now. Each week, our tech plays three drops that should be used more. Then you decide which one stays in rotation on his digital wall. So, uh, you get to help Roberto build a wall. Answer that question. Since he was 15 years old, Ben Maller has been spouting on FSR. Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Maller. And you need to talk more. Not a problem for Ben. Thousands of good drops to choose from. Box, 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 chicken. I'm the doctor. They're drafting of Robert Nickamjian. Here's Roberto's Wall of Drops. And it is that time yet again, the wall of drops from our friend Roberto. We'll tell you how it works. If you're new to the show, welcome. Glad you're here. If you like the bit, we do it every week at about this time. Our friend Roberto, who's still relatively new on the show, is going to pick three drops. He's gone to the archives. Comes in here early, and I see him in the other room there going in one of the production studios, going through all the sound bites there, trying to find three sound bites, which for him, he hasn't heard. And sometimes we haven't heard them in a long time either. And we give you a chance to vote. You've been complaining. You want to hear new sound bites? You can change the course of the show. And after Roberto plays this week's drops, we'll put a poll up on my Twitter page, at Ben Maller. One vote per listener for the next 48 hours. So if you're a podcast listener, you'll have a chance to vote. And you can decide. We'll announce the winner on Friday morning, right before Big Ben's lame jokes. And Roberto will add the winner to the wall of drop. So, Roberto, uh, this week's drops, drop number one. What is drop number one? We got, we? Uh, here's the first one, Ben. I think this is uh, Mr. Smooth, I believe. Okay. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, Mr. Smooth. Mr. Smooth I remember right? him. Right? I that is that his guy. real voice that has not been doctored yeah, in any way. That's crazy. Wasn't no. that around the time? Remember that guy in Ohio that called, that they found on a. He did yeah. like a, a mac and cheese commercial, but they found him on the side of a road or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Remember, he got, yeah, he ended up getting a job. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then he like, I guess he had some personal issues. Oh, did he? I didn't know job. that. Yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah. too bad. He used to work in radio, but he was like panhandling. So weed, man, you should go to the- yeah. All, right, anyway. All right. That's drop number two. <laughs> that's drop number one. Drop number two. And uh, drop number two, I think this is- uh... I never, I, I never met this person. Uh, or heard of we him. We have before. a three L limit. Uh, what's the uh... Hotel Ryan? Okay, I've heard of him. Yeah. I will fluff it for him. That's right. Hotel Ryan is the reason I got blocked by Samantha Ponder. Oh wow! I did a joke that he gave me about <laughs> Samantha Ponder's uh, boyfriend at the time, now husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She didn't like that. Get upset. Hotel Ryan. He was fine, and then he uh, he was his girlfriend got pregnant, and then that was it. He stopped. Oh, that's, so, that's yeah. it. All right. Next drop number three. Uh, Fle- we got Flexes. Okay. Here. Eddie, right, I thought eh? you were black. Oh, that's a classic. Eddie, Eddie I, thought I thought you were, were black. black. Okay, those are the three. So one more time, drop number one. You're listening to the Ben Mallet Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a classic man. voice, man. I miss hearing Mr. Smooth. And drop number two. I will fluff it for him. Okay, a classic. And drop number three. Eddie, right, I thought eh? you were black. Wow. 
Uh, man, I, 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 I'm leaning towards number one. Mr. Smooth, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just like hearing Mr. Smooth's voice. Yeah. Boy, did that guy have pipes. Should You're we? listening to the Ben Mallet Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm getting kind of turned on, Eddie. I, I mean, that's a good voice right there. I got to tell you. <laughs> and, and also, Roberto, we asked him to do, sing a little bit of the Grinch yeah. song, yeah, and he goes, did. Yeah, well, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The heat is arising, and I'm not talking about the basketball team. I'm talking about the football team deep in the heart of Texas. And no, not the Texans, the Cowboys. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So we'll get to the NFL here in a moment. The big story last night, not about the NFL. The the Red Sox hang on by the skin on their chinny-chin-chin and are able to beat the Yankees at 4-3. to So the Red Sox have held off the Yankees and they win game four and eliminate New York from the postseason, and it's on to Fenway and a date with the Astros. The Red Sox back in the ALCS for the first time since 2013. I'm barely old enough to remember that. And now, despite their bullpen, which the middle part was not the problem, was the last part of the bullpen, Craig Kimbrell, uh, the Red Sox, despite his issues, able to win the game, and they had a bubbly bath, and the Red Sox playing – Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, after winning the American League Divisional Series as a great homage to Aaron Judge, if you have not been following the uh, the back and forth here between the Red Sox and the Yankees after Game 2, little Frank Sinatra came out of none other than Aaron Judge. And uh, he was wandering by the visiting clubhouse there and uh, sure enough played a little little fun, uh, Aaron Judge having some fun with that, and uh, he had a boombox apparently, which who knew that was still a thing or it'd become a thing again, and uh, there it is, fine song. My theory on music, and, I, and if you're an aspiring artist, I think this is still true, there are two types of songs that you need to play or, or need to write. Songs about cities Always get played, right? Always get a song about San Francisco, New York, whatever. Those always get played. They stand the test of time. And the other song you need to write is a holiday song, like a Christmas song or Adam Sandler did the Hanukkah song, which he's updated a couple times, because those get played. They're evergreen. They're evergreen songs. That's my advice. That's my tip of the day. My theory, if you're going into music, and you want to have an ironclad legacy, and you want your stuff to be played year after year, a song about a city and a song about a holiday. Boom, 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 you're good to go. That's all you need to do. What we ought to do on this show is write a song about a city or a holiday song, and we're good to go. I used to play, years ago, there was a song parody about Roger Clemens 
and it was to the Jingle Bells theme. And I don't know if we still have it. It used to be in the system. Probably not. And it was hilarious. I played it every year. This this is a listener in Cincinnati put the song together. Unfortunately, it doesn't exist. We, I, I tried to find it on the internet. I wanted to play it. I think last year I couldn't find it. But anyway, so the Yankees get their comeuppets at the hands of the Red Sox. And it's all about New York, New York. How many years has Sinatra been dead? I, I don't think – I didn't technically meet him, although by Mather's standards, I did meet him. Oh, he passed away 20 years ago. How about that? Sinatra's been dead for 20 years, 1998. But when I first started uh, as a baseball reporter – Yeah, and, and Tommy Lasorda was still managing the team, and I remember how big a deal it was when Sinatra – was coming to visit Dodger Stadium sometime in the middle 90s. Uh, and and they were, like, making a big – I was a huge deal. I get the whole entourage and all that. And of course, Sinatra was a made man, so be careful. All right, anyway, enough of that. Let's move on here. The, the story that caught my attention, because it makes us look good, uh, we, we've been somewhat critical of Dakota Prescott over the years. I think that's fair to say. It's only been a couple of years. And slowly but surely, others are seeing the light. So the latest on this, cowboy legend, Troy Aikman, the guy that got into the rhubarb with the Buffalo nighttime radio host, last time we mentioned Troy Aikman's name. Now, Troy Aikman called out Dak Prescott. He was speaking on sports radio in Dallas, and Aikman did not hold back, even though he is still plausibly getting a check from the Cowboys, right? Jerry Jones still brings him in for special ceremonies. I believe I'm correct in that. And the the Cowboys' former quarterback, this is Cowboy on Cowboy Crime, Troy Aikman, uh, he did not mince words. Uh, said Dak Prescott needs to improve, which I think is a accurate statement. Uh, Aikman went on to say that he needs to be more accurate with the football. How about that? Uh, he revealed. But wait, there's more. We have more from Troy Aikman about Dak Prescott. He said it doesn't matter how tough you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are or what a great leader you are. None of that stuff matters if you can't put the ball where you have to put it. Aikman muttering into the phone on sports radio in Dallas, and he said he's seen too many errant throws is what he said. All right, let's discuss. All right, so – Is this fair criticism? That's the question. Is this fair criticism of Dak Prescott by Troy Aikman? Absolutely. And that doesn't even go far enough. All right, that doesn't even go far enough. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got demarcation, window shopping, and who's next? All right, we got all that. Now, first of all, if Jerry Jones could have anything he wanted in the world for the Cowboys, it would be Dak Prescott to be good. Dak Prescott right now is not good. He's causing Jerry Jones tremendous heartburn. Right? Tremendous heartburn. Jerry's going to have a nervous breakdown. Dak Prescott is a wonderful quarterback for Jerry Jones in the sense that he's a salesman for the Cowboy brand. But as far as playing the position, it's not going so well. Now, Aikman reference the toughness and leadership, right? He used those big buzz terms, toughness and leadership and all that. And he also pointed out it doesn't matter, essentially, if you, I'm paraphrasing, if you can't make all 
the throws, if you're not accurate with the throws. And Dak Prescott is very smooth with the media. He speaks in a monotone delivery, a lot of cliches and platitudes. And Jerry likes that. You're not going to see a scandal because Dak Prescott said something. That's not going to happen. He might do something, get caught up in tabloid fodder. But he says a lot. Dak Prescott, several times a week, talks. He says nothing. Empty statements. If you're looking for headlines, there is no meat on the bone on the plate of Dak Prescott. Unfortunately, there also is no meat on the bone when he's playing quarterback for the Cowboys, and that's the issue. Now, I have no skin in the game. I'm not a Cowboy fan, so I have no rooting interest in the Cowboys. We hear from a lot of guys named Cowboy Bob, Cowboy Jim, Cowboy in Windsor, a lot of Cowboys call the show. It's like the Old West. But Dak Prescott has been exposed. He's been exposed as a second-rate quarterback. NFL defenses have figured him out. They know what his shortcomings are, and they've been able to exploit it week after week after week after week. Now, we have highlighted this in the past, but it bears repeating. There is a point of demarcation. There is a line that has been drawn, and that is the line. That's the cutoff. Prior to that and after that, totally different quarterback. The first 24 games, the first 24 games of Dak Prescott in Dallas, he had 39 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Had a quarterback rating of over 100. His first stretch of games, his first 24 games. He was an elite quarterback. It was wonderful. Right? It was great. And then something changed like a snap of a finger. A couple of fingers there. Week 9 of the 2017 season, Dak Prescott, that glass slipper, cracked and broke it broken into a million different pieces. Over the past 13 games, since week 9 of the 2017 season, Dak Prescott has 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 76.8. Is this quarterback rating? It is a horror show watching this guy attempt to matriculate the ball down the field. But Jerry Jones continues to be in love with him. Listen to Jerry Jones talk about Dak Prescott. It's kind of like you want your mom or dad to talk about you. Listen to Jerry here, and uh, he mentioned uh, Jerry Jones talking about Dak Prescott, where he is on Dak. He did some things that kept us in that game the other day. Uh, I'm firmly, uh, firmly in the corner that uh, we've got a quarterback that we can build with and have for years to come in Dak Prescott. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. Just don't look at the numbers. Just try to avoid the numbers. If you can avoid the – he's gone almost a full season with more interceptions than touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 76.8. And Jerry Jones said, make no doubt about it. And I always got to say that. right? He's got to say that. That's part of the job, right? He's, but Jerry typically – goes off the script. He's been known to go off the script from time to time over the years with the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Right? And here's Jerry, and I think he's doing a comparison. Maybe not. Tony Romo's name came up. Let's listen. I've not heard this. Let's listen to Jerry Jones here, and he talked about his past with Tony Romo. We'll see how that ties into Dak Prescott. 
I can't tell you the times uh, that uh, I have been on uh, this call this time of the, this Tuesday morning after we played on Sunday defending Tony Romo. And so it's always, it's always when you don't get accomplished, which is winning, what you want to do, there's going to always be a lot of second guessing. And so far, we've talked about two of them that get the most second guessing, the head coach and the quarterback. The problem, Jerry, is that Tony Romo was good. Dak Prescott was good for 24 games and has been bad for 13 games. And I don't recall... And we can go to the numbers. If you want to go to the numbers, we can go to the numbers. I don't ever recall a 13-game stretch in Tony Romo's career where he put up 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. And we can look, and, and maybe it happened. Maybe somewhere along the way, maybe somewhere along the way that happened. I don't recall it happening. I, I don't think it ever happened where it was that bad for an extended. We can go to the database and look it up, and we have, we have access to that. But I don't recall it happening. And Tony Romo, in the history of the NFL, if you, if you look at his numbers, he had a higher passer rating than Steve Young, Peyton Manning. Go down the list, Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Joe Montana. So it's, I'm pretty confident that Romo did not have a stretch of 13 games as bad as Dak Prescott uh, has had recently. Uh, now, to, to continue on, the numbers don't tell the whole story. They tell most of the story. They don't tell the whole story. Professional sports are about adjustments, right? Anything in life is about adjustments. If you're not doing something well, you need to do it better. You need to figure out how to do it better. Whether you're an NFL player or you're, you're, you're a construction worker and you're, you're, you're making bathrooms, whatever you're doing, picking up trash. If you're not good at it, you have to get better at it. Defense is figured out the weak points in Dak Prescott, and he has been unable to correct the issues. Not for lack of effort, but this is the new normal. One or two games you say, all right, that's an outlier. That's a that's a hiccup. But 13 straight games playing like a bum, that's more than a hiccup. That's a slow-motion train wreck is what that is, watching Prescott play quarterback. He's 28th in completion percentage, which isn't the end-all, be-all, but considering his nickname, 3D Dak, Dink, Dunk, Dak, right, the 3Ds, uh, that's alarming because the Cowboys don't throw the ball down the field very much. And Prescott's 24th in the NFL in passing yards. He's tied for 24th in touchdowns. It's not good. And you heard, final point, you heard Jerry Jones there. He's got a, He's got the ultimate quagmire. Because he likes the guy, he wants to stand by his quarterback. But slowly, we are moving towards a moment of truth for the Cowboys. And there's this debate. Some believe that Jerry Jones is going to say, who cares? This is my guy. I'm going to give him a $100 million contract. There are some in the media that believe that that he's going to get a $100 million extension, Dak Prescott. My theory is outside of Dak Prescott having a reversal of fortune, the Cowboy Brass is going to have an intervention with Jerry Jones, and they're going to say, Jerry, you can't do it. You like him, but you can't do it. He's playing like Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor did back in Buffalo. You can't give that guy an extension. You get rid of that guy. Alex Smith, C.J. Beathard, I don't even know who that is, more reliable than Dak Prescott. So my... 
My plan on this is outside, again, of Prescott having a major reversal of fortune, which is highly unlikely, the Cowboys will say, who's got next? Let's start window shopping, and who can they get? Likely a veteran. Who would they go out and get? Who would they turn to? I got a couple names. Keep an eye on this. Remember, I told you first. This is after the season, so we got a long way to go. Philip Rivers. How about that? The Chargers aren't a terrible team, but they likely are going to fall by the side of the road before the season ends. And the chance that they draft a quarterback and Phillip Rivers can go over to the Cowboys and finish his career in a high-profile situation and try to get some more toothpaste out of the tube. How about this one? Derek Carr. That Carr's not exactly lighting the world on fire. John Gruden. Not happy with the, the development. Of the Raiders. Could say goodbye. Here's another option for Dallas. Jameis Winston. See that? Say Tampa Bay's offense gets muddled up now that Winston's back. He'll be taking over as the starter against Atlanta this weekend. Things don't go well. See Winston ending up in Dallas. And then everyone's favorite stopgap. You know who everyone's favorite stopgap? There's two guys that come up here. If you need a Band-Aid at the quarterback position, there are two names. One of them is Case Keenum, right? That's the uh, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick. And there you go. That's the list. Those are the options. And the wild card would be someone like Andrew Luck, but that's a wild card. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Now, you started it off talking about uh, Troy Aikman or his comments. Uh, on radio, yes, yeah. in Dallas radio. I, I assume you mean because he's a former Cowboy, he can't criticize current Cowboys? That's part of the fraternal, fraternal order of former players. Eddie. Really? Yes. Okay. You're not supposed to do it. That's why most athletes are terrible on radio and television, because they never want to criticize. Like uh, Dan Plezak on the MLB Network, for example, he never wants to criticize any baseball players because he, he he works for the state-run MLB Network and all that. And he's part of the fraternity, so he doesn't want to okay, upset. Okay, but I mean, I could see if it was Tony Romo and there were still guys that he played with in the, you know on the team or or in the league. But Troy Aikman has been out of the league for quite some time. He doesn't have any uh, you know. He's still an NFL employee the, that are still playing. He still works for the NFL. You yeah. have to be approved when you work at Fox to do NFL games. The NFL doesn't want you calling games. You think if, like, CBS hired Colin Kaepernick, the NFL would approve of that? Probably not, right? You're, Colin Kaepernick, that's a pretty different situation than Troy Aikman I'm just, or somebody the, like the, that. But the point is the same. Like, if, if you upset the powers that be at the NFL, you're out of, you're out of work. Yeah, but is Troy Aikman going to upset the people at the NFL if he's critical of Dak Prescott? He, uh, he could upset someone who's very powerful named Jerry Jones. Oh, come on. You don't think Jerry Jones has any power? No, I think Jerry Jones has has plenty of power, but I th- I think that you know he's not going to get upset if Troy Aikman does his job. That's his job. I totally disagree. There is an expectation among people that in the NFL that if you're a broadcaster calling games, you will not go over that. But the so most- Troy Aikman is not going to be invited to any Dallas Cowboy events because he's critical of Dak Prescott. I, I didn't I say that. I didn't say or, that at all. Then what? But what is you, the? You somehow think these guys are? I, I watch NFL games. I very rarely ever hear anyone critical. The biggest example of this is when Peyton Manning was was called out, rightfully so, proven correct in court for using PEDs, and Jim Nance on a broadcast said it was a non-story. Oh, I'm not denying that these guys usually don't go out of their way to 
take shots at people. It was was, Peyton's own lawyers have admitted that a lot of that was true. Okay, but we're talking about Troy Aikman saying Dak Prescott needs to play better. I mean, that's taking a shot at somebody? That is taking a shot, Eddie. In the modern world, that's taking a shot. You got to open your ears, Eddie. Open your eyes, open your ears. Doesn't happen. No play for Mr. Gray. It's watered down. It, none of it. Nobody takes shot. Anybody. They don't, everyone's a cheerleader. Rah, 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 rah. All right, 877-99 on Fox. We're going to play Password a little bit later, the Word Game of the Stars. Oh, my, look at the time. Password, the Word Game of the Stars, and uh, a somewhat well-known athlete suffering the buttocks blues. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. James the Pool Guy writes in. He says, we evacuated Panama City. That's right, the big storm in Panama City heading that way. And uh, he says, uh, going to Alabama, with, he says, with more rednecks. Really, James, okay? He says, keep the panhandle in your thoughts. There you go. Well, good luck, James. You have a lot of listeners in the panhandle. A few callers, regular callers. Some we haven't heard from in a while. Not that we're complaining, but some people just you know, they get busy, don't call the show. Uh, it happens. Ed writes in. He says, I just wanted uh, He said, Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell just wanted to scare us half to death while getting some extra work in because he knew he would be off for a few days. That's Ed's theory on Kimbrell, the Red Sox closer, who would have become one of the great disasters in Red Sox history if, he, if only Gary Sanchez's home run had gone – well, it wasn't a home run. If it had gone – Five feet further, it would have been a home run, and uh, we would have had a much different, much different experience. Hopefully the Red Sox wouldn't have to use them that much against the Astros. Well, see, no, you want the Red Sox to use him a lot against the Astros. Is what you no, mean. you don't. Well, you, no, you, oh, you, well, why not? A play game? <laughs> Roberto, it's not 1992. It's, uh, it's Come on, man. He's got to too soft nowadays, there, man. There are, I agree with you. I, I couldn't believe Porcello came out after 65 pitches. pitches yeah. 65 pitches, and they took him out of the game. 65 pitches. Let's go to Tom, who's in Vermont, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Tom, welcome. How can we help you, Tom? What's going on? Oh uh, Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to say uh, you guys are a breath of fresh air because uh, our local radio station recently switched from ESPN to you guys. And uh, it's it's been uh, pleasant. Well, thank you. I appreciate very that. Very pleasant. kind. I'm glad you found our. You're able to sample our product and come into our store. And, yeah. When uh, you hey. think pleasant, you think Ben Maller. Ah, fun, loving, yeah. cuddly. Well, I don't know about that, but just the, the whole uh, Fox uh, Sports in general. Um, uh, well, I, originally I was going to talk about the you know sportscasters um, talking negatively about players, but. Uh, you know, yeah. basically, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You you, uh, well, you you turn to radio on television very rarely. There are very a handful of people on television that work in sports that are critical of players. The vast well, majority, ninety nine percent, are cheerleaders, and uh, that's how they operate. 
Well, I tell you what, I'm a Patriots homer, and when I whenever I hear Jim Nance and uh, his his old partner Phil Sims, they used to be highly. It seemed to me biased against the Patriots, but uh, you know, let that be as it, as it may. But uh, yeah, Kimbrel gave me a heart attack last night, um, and you know, I, I wish that uh, they could win sixteen to one every every night so that they don't have to put them in. Told you. No, that would not be fun. fun. What, what, why would you? You wouldn't watch if every game was sixteen to one. You would still watch, as long as it's my favorite team. <laughs> really? No. Uh, well, I don't. Wouldn't know Wouldn't that get that, boring? But... I would get boring. Well, yeah, it gets boring, but uh, it, it would. I, I imagine it's the but, drama. Uh, you want to see? You want to no see? Stress. The, yeah, there's, if there's no stress, that's no fun. Stress. You want? Uh, don't you want to see athletes have to perform under immense pressure? Uh, of course you do. How about how about whenever they play the Yankees? Then okay, that, that all right, we'll make great. a deal. Okay, every game against the Rays and Orioles can be close, but against the Yankees, that's a yeah. blowout. Yeah. All right, thank you, Tom. Yeah. There you go. All right, this, found our show. Eddie. We just went on there on a new station in Vermont, and they love us. Well, one guy loves. Oh, Pleasant Maller, yeah. absolutely. One of my nicknames, right there with Marconi Maller, Pleasant Maller. It's correct. A lot of nicknames, Eddie. You know all my nicknames? Yeah, I know them all. You sure about that? Yep, very sure. I know him too. Yeah, we all know. Him. I don't know about that. Well, you didn't know Marconi Maller. You didn't. I'm know a about talk that. show host in labor. Yeah. This portion of the show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. You think Discover Card wants to hear all my nicknames? No. They might. How about Geico? You think Geico wants to hear all my nicknames? Geico just wants you to say Geico, 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 yeah. Geico. That's not one of my nicknames, though. Geico is not one of my. It should be Geico one of my Mallard. nicknames. I have just been informed uh, that yeah. Discover Card will will drop us <laughs> as a client. <laughs> you read the nicknames. <laughs> well, if that's the case, Koopa Loop, then I will not say that I'm the Baron of Balderdash because ah, that would be wrong. Ben is the menace, Captain Knee Jerk, General of Degenerates, Tycoon of Tees, Master of Disaster, the Hustler of Filibuster, the Night Light of Night Life, the Pummeler of Producers, the Manatee of Insanity, the Emissary of Embellishment, and get ass on Facebook, Weak Night Windbag, the Wizard of Wacky, the Slayer of Naysayers, Grand Goober of Gab, Tower of Babel, on Honest Adonis, Marconi Maller, the Nocturnal Colonel, the Underdog of Monologue, and the Holy Pope of the Slippery Slope. <laughs> I did not read those nicknames, did not say those nicknames, did not do the rundown. So listen to me. I want to get some new people on Password. I'd like to get some new voices, but for that to happen, you've got to call in. We cleared a couple lines out. We've got the same regular dopes that call for every game show. They're a bunch of game show whores tired of these people, so I'd like to get some new voices. Call up right now. All right, call me up right now. 877-996-6369. Password. The word game of the stars. We'll get to that and we'll do it here in a moment. Right now, Eddie Garcia, though, to enlighten you with the latest, Eddie. Let's tell you about what happened in Game 4 of the American League Divisional Series between the Red Sox and the Yankees. A must-win for New York at home. Red Sox looking to wrap up the series with a victory. Boston had a 4-1 lead in the ninth inning when things got interesting. Now New York would score twice to make it a one-run game and then had runners at first and second with Glaber Torres at the plate. Peeking in for a sign. Now straightens up. Runners off first and second. The 1-2. Swung on. Tapped down to third. Slowly hit. Charging his Nunez. He fires the first. Stretch. Got him! Got him, Eddie! Play by he got Pierce. him! And the Red Sox have won the division series against the Yankees. However, 
Aaron Boone might challenge this call. Yeah, they did challenge called call. WEI, Red Sox Radio Network, on the call. Uh, the challenge uh, was not, uh, well, the, the, the call on the field stood. It was upheld. What I'm trying to say. Challenge yeah. was upheld? Not upheld? No, no. it was upheld because the call on the field was well, upheld. But th- no, the challenge was denied. How about that? No, no, I think the terminology is upheld. Because the call Well, the, the challenge was, wasn't upheld. The call was upheld. The call was upheld. Yeah, That's but not the, the challenge. The challenge wasn't upheld. Are we really going to get into the minutia? Is yeah, apparently gonna... we are. Now, the Red Sox won at 4-3 to three is the bottom line. Rick Porcello earns the win. Craig Kimbrell the save. There and sees great... Sabathia the loss. Yes? Now, I did the Red Sox uh, talk show, the postgame thing yeah. tonight. Briefly. Sure, it was wonderful. Uh, it was uh, great. Uh, but I loved it. They had John Henry, the owner on the, the radio side, he was so bad, Eddie. The, the 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 play-by-play guy for the Red Sox had to cut him off. Oh boy, it was That's very a bad odd. idea. You imagine having to cut off the owner of I the team? I wouldn't do it. I'd let him talk as long <laughs> oh, as he wanted. No. Keep on talking. It was pretty amusing to listen yeah. to. Well, Boston wins the series three games to one, and they will host the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. That will start on. Saturday. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, we talked yesterday about the Eagles possibly looking to acquire Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell in a trade now that Jay Ajayi is out for the year with an injury. Now comes a report that maybe a reunion between the Eagles and LaShawn McCoy, now of the Buffalo Bills. Of course, his best years were with the Eagles, ran for over 1,000 yards four different times in his six years in Philadelphia and led the NFL in rushing in 2003 when he was an Eagle. Your thoughts on LaShawn McCoy maybe heading back to Philadelphia? Well, I mentioned this as a fallback plan. It doesn't excite me. It's better than nothing, but they should go after the top guy you can get. I always say go after the top guy. The top guy is Le'Veon Bell. It's not Shady McCoy. But I know Shady would have quite the party if he left Buffalo and went to play for the for the Eagles. So I, I think I found the burner account for Jerry Jones. I'm going to give you that in a minute. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So a guy named Don sent me this on social media. He says, Dak... He, he responding his rebuttal to my Malin monologue. I believe this to be Jerry Jones' burner account. Here's what he said: uh, Why isn't it brought up? I'll clean up his his wording. Why isn't it brought up that the Cowboys have lost two offensive linemen? They have no wide receivers and lost the tight end of many years. He's referring to Jason Witten. Boy, that is boy, that is very sympathetic to, to Dak Prescott. Uh, here's the problem, Don. It's the quarterback that makes the receiver. That's number one. And part of football is you're not going to have all of your players. There's these things called injuries, and you have to overcompensate for those injuries. Dak Prescott's been exposed. And, and last year he had Jason Witten in week nine when he fell off the cliff. 13 games, last 13 Cowboy games, Dak Prescott's got more interceptions and touchdowns. That's a fact, Don. That's the way it is, Don. Meanwhile, it's always funny when a professional athlete suffers a buttocks injury. It's always amusing. The latest is Dwight Howard. He's still playing in the NBA. Dwight Howard is still playing professional basketball. He was with the Washington Wizards, or supposed to be with the Washington Wizards, but you won't be seeing him anytime soon. Dwight Howard 
is going to be starting the year on the shelf. Uh, no word when he's going to return. The Wizards were, were going to begin the year starting next week without him. He has injured his buttocks. Uh, that That's it. That's the real thing. <laughs> I don't know. How does one injure that? Uh, I, I love the way some mainstream media are trying to avoid saying the word buttocks or tukus or whatever. They don't want to say it, so they're trying to clean it up. But, yeah, Dwight Howard is out, and there's a lot of uncertainty as to when he will come back. And knowing Dwight in the past, chances are he'll be out for a very long time. And uh, I saw Scott Brooks trying to address without saying exactly what it was. It was amusing. We are going to play Password. It is the word game of the stars. Should we meet our contestants right now and get that out of the way? Let's do that right now. Here we go. Uh, who do we have here on Password? We've got, let's see, we've got Chuck in Virginia. Hello, Chuck. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, Chuck. You ready to go? Yes? Yes. All right. What do you do for a living, Chuck? <clears throat> I'm a project manager for a commercial glass company. All right. How's that going for you? Uh, it's <laughs> living the dream, man. Living, living the dream. dream. When you were a little boy, you said, someday I will work for a glass company. I'll be an adult. I'll have my own car. I'll have a place to live, and I will work for a glass company. And now you're living the dream, Chuck. <laughs> it's all come true. Yes. All right. Hold on. And uh, Donovan is in Everett. Hello, Donovan. Oh, it's just Don. Oh, just yes. Don. All right. It says Donovan. That's very formal to call you Donovan. Uh, Don, welcome. What do you do in Everett? Oh, as little as possible. I'm uh, disabled. Retired. Okay, I got you. All right, very cool. All right, well, hold on a sec. Real quick, uh, Chuck, who would you like to partner up with, Chuck? I'll take you, Ben. All right, it's a good job by you. And, Don, who do you want to partner up with, Don? I'm out, I'm yeah. out of the – what? I think we'll have to go with the smart one of the bunch, Eddie. You're wrong on that. <laughs> you got the well, short... It's true unless it comes to math. You got the – you got the short straw on that is what you did. All right, so those are the teams. It's Chuck and me, Ben, and then uh, Don and Eddie. So hold on a sec. Stand down. We will have Password in its entirety. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over Two billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Moments away from Password, the word game of the stars. Hey, become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned. See, Coop, they didn't, they didn't end the sponsorship. That's right. Discover Card, become a new member, and they will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Attention, everyone. And the password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. So the teams, if you just turn on the radio, we got Chuck. He's in Virginia, and he's living his childhood dream. When he was a little boy, he always wanted to work in the glass business, and here he is an adult. He's working in the glass business. And then we've got Don, who's living his dream because he gets to play with Eddie, even though he doesn't realize that dream's a nightmare uh, in Everett. All right, we'll lock everyone in, and Koopa Loop here. We have a list of words, right? Ten words, one through ten, right? Is that correct? Yes? All right. Correct. All right, so uh, 
Chuck, uh, I guess you were on first. Pick a word, Chuck. Pick a number, rather. Uh, number seven. Word number seven. All right. We start out with ten points. We go down nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the, the, the word I will give you to try to get to the password is, you said number seven, right? A pessimistic. Uh, no cursing. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot depressed, of depressed, but that's not that's not good. All right, depressed. Uh, that's <laughs> All right, go ahead, yeah. Eddie. Uh, let's see. Very proud of that uh, word. It did not work out for let's me. See. Don said. Uh, Don uh, Ben said pessimistic. That's right. Uh, I will try unfavorable. Huh? Um. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank, too. <laughs> Good. All right, let's uh, move on. I'll give another word, Eddie. Uh, let's go with uh, defeatist. Defeatist. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Jesus, Eddie? Is that the end? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that Jesus would get this word. It's very important, Eddie. It's early in the morning. People, all right, you know, I don't know. All right, mm-hmm. so we're uh, this is uh, Eddie. This is uh, the Maller luck. It's like Murphy's yeah. Law. I ask for new people. Here's what mm-hmm. we have: new people. <laughs> all right, uh, Don. I'm going to go with right. Uh, right now, there's some idiot in Cincinnati laughing hysterically, yeah. saying, "You should have picked me, Maller." He said uh, it was pessimistic, unfavorable. How about bad? Bad. Uh, let's go. Uh, Take your time. Ah, defeated. <laughs> no, wait. No. <laughs> 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 <Not> wrong. <laughs> Never mind. He takes a wrong. He takes a bad word. <laughs> yeah. That's what I blame Coop. That's what I always do. Just yeah, blame him. It, it's not a yes. bad idea. Yes. All, all right, right. Let's throw this one out. Okay. All right. What a wonderful word that was. The what word, was the, the word? The word was negative. Yeah. If you're pessimistic, oh, you're wow. negative. <laughs> you're a pessimist. You're negative. All right. All right, uh, move on. Don, you're picking number one through ten, but not seven, Don. Three. Number three. Okay. Good luck, Eddie. Uh, the password is quack. Doctor. That's not terrible. It's funny. All right, Chuck. He said. He said. I disagree. It was terrible. He said quack. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with waterfowl. Waterfowl. That's two words. No, it's not. It's one word. Look it up. What's that? Duck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, All right, there you go. Boy, Coop, yeah, wishes, yeah. Coop wishes it was it was two words. It's not. It's one word. All right, you got that right. We're on the board. Eddie, game's over. That's it. Thank you very it much. Might be over. All right, uh, back to me. Back to me. We go. Yeah, What's that? Nine points. All right. Looking up. Uh, Chuck, pick a right for real. Pick a number yeah. one through ten, but not three and not seven. Five. <laughs> We're number five. All right. This should uh-huh. this should be easy. Uh, let, let's go with uh, wax. 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 W- uh, polish. Bam! Oh, my go. God. You got it right, oh, Eddie. You oh, got it right. Uh, that was a great, great right. get. That yeah, was. Back to Don we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Don, we really could use this. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, one or two. Uh, let's go six. Oh, okay. Uh, six. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, number six. Let's go with... Anxious. Oh, anxious. Uh, 
Oh wow, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, oh, no, you don't. Don't let's draw, go. draw a word. <laughs> Eddie's, <Math>. Eddie's getting <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah, uh, now. <laughs> All right, now. I am anxious now. All You're right, right. Yes. Uh, no, uh, we don't even have time. The word was 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 nervous. <laughs> Chuck, you win. You're winning at life, Chuck. Thank God yeah. this game won. Let's forget about it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.